my whole identity revolved around if we won last night or lost. Last sure, night. no doubt. And I think when I, I became a better coach when I quit worrying about losing games. And when I started allowing my players to know that I love them, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. I love you when we win, yeah. and I don't when we, I love my guys. And you know, like you, said, you make fun of me all the time because I'm on Twitter, <laughs> and I always put about man, I love my guys. Yeah. We're hospital and my guys, yeah. and I do. Mm-hmm. And I think my guys they know that I love them, and they know that I'm for them, and they know that I'm on their team. I think there's a lot of high school players where the coaches they throw up this wall and they think they're on a separate team sure. it's hard enough to play against another team but to play against another team in your inside own your coach, dugout yeah <laughs> the enemies within right. you know uh, but I love my guys and mm-hmm. I love where I'm at and I think they they want to please me and I want to please them I want to work hard I want to give them a great facility I'm mm-hmm. loading grass every day I uh, make sure they have good uniforms, good gear, and a good place. And, and if we win, it's amazing when you treat your kids right, how invested they become. You're dialed in to the ABCA's Calls from the Clubhouse podcast, connecting our coaches with some of the best baseball minds in our game. Now here's your host, Jeremy Sheetinger. Right back in your earbuds as we are broadcasting from the ABCA National Office here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome back or welcome to our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. We stand as your baseball coaching source for certified audio gold in the place where you come to connect with the very best baseball minds in our game. A real treat of an episode as we have on not one, not two, not three, yes, Four tremendous high school coaches are on the line with us, and what a collection of perspectives for our listeners this week. So make sure you stay tuned in for this one. Stick with me through the reminders here, especially for the first-timers dialing into the podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe on your device. You'll never miss a show. Reviews and ratings are always appreciated, but the share option. Share these shows with everyone inside your baseball circle. This podcast only exists to challenge our coaching community. We're here to help make each of you better and help grow the game along with you. So we appreciate your efforts on that. Connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us at ABCA1945. You can also head over to our website, abca.org. If you're looking for more information about what our baseball coaching fraternity here is all about, you can also check out our brand new YouTube channel. There's episodes of ABCA Extra Innings, ABCA The Road Show. You can find that at youtube.com slash ABCA1945 and make sure you hit subscribe on there as well. Also, please feel free to reach out to me directly on Twitter and Instagram at CoachSheets3 or by email sheets, S-H-E-E-T-S at ABCA.org. We'd love to help you out in any way that I can. I will say it again live on air. Huge thanks to Tucker Frawley back on episode 107. He taught me about the open DMs on Twitter, and it's been a game changer for me. It ups the accessibility. The engagement's been through the roof, and I've been locked into those lately. Love connecting with more and more coaches, having great conversations, but also helping out wherever I can. So please never hesitate to reach out and connect with me, and I look forward to hearing from everyone on this call. Also, make sure you're utilizing Twitter. Throw out some tweets of you listen to these episodes. Here were your takeaways. Those are obviously always appreciated. We'd love to connect with you on that front as well. And then the last shout-out going to the proud sponsor of this podcast, our great friends over at AstroTurf, the leaders in the clubhouse 
for the turf industry. And on behalf of the association, we are so thankful for the relationship we have with these folks. Their support of the podcast has been tremendous. And if you're interested in learning the details behind the fastest turf system designed by Baseball Metrics on the market. Give them a follow on social media at AstroTurf USA, but also make time to head over to their website, AstroTurf.com. That's AstroTurf.com. And find out for yourself why AstroTurf has been ahead of the curve for over 50 years. And as you always hear in the first few lines of every show, Greensboro is the home to the ABCA, and we're in the hotbed of baseball on the East Coast with countless college teams close by, 10 minor league teams within the state borders, and the USA Baseball Training Complex is only an hour away in Cary. And we just so happened to get a call about some of our loyal members coming to town. So I jumped in the car, drove up to Cary one night, and connected with four of the most humble, gracious, and giving men that I know. It's an all-star cast of loyal members featuring three-time guest Butch Chaffin from Cookville High School in Tennessee. You probably know him from his Twitter fame, but you also heard from him there in the intro. Two-timer Wes Brooks from Oxford High School in Alabama. And longtime listeners and first-time callers, Tanner Vesley from Corona de Sol High School in Arizona, along with Doug Creek, former MLB pitcher and now owner of the barn in Southern Maryland. This episode was recorded live from the Embassy Suites there in Cary with all of us huddled around a table in the living room. But what a special treat to talk baseball with these folks. We pull back the curtain on USA Baseball. We get their experiences detailed out, takeaways from working with America's team. But we spend the bulk of the show talking the life of high school baseball coaches. The ups and downs, the lessons learned along the way, how to work with parents, how to train your guys. It's an unfiltered, unplugged conversation that comes back to this. On behalf of the national office, thank you to all of the special coaches out there on the high school level working hard for their guys. And here are four examples of the very best out there. So let's give a big round of applause for Butch Chaffin, Wes Brooks, Tanner Vesley, and Doug Creek as all four are our guests on this week's Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. Get ready, coaches. This great show is coming at you right now. Coaches, thanks for dialing into our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. We're sitting with four really exceptional baseball coaches, and it's an opportunity to talk through a lot of topics. We're going to talk USA baseball. We're also going to talk high school baseball on a lot of different fronts. So thanks for dialing in. I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves. Wes, go ahead and kick us off. All right, Wes Brooks uh, from Oxford, Alabama. Just been there since 2005 and just kind of, you know, when I when I got to Oxford, I was I guess I was still considered a young coach, um, but I kind of bumped into some guys like sitting sitting on the table here, and mm-hmm. uh, just just totally changed the way I coach um, now compared to then, and um, just uh, just blessed to be a, a small part of of a fraternity of guys here at USA Baseball, and. Uh, just uh, appreciate you for growing the game and doing the things that you do and having podcasts like this so others can grow. And that's kind of what we're here for tonight is to kind of share um, our practice plan, share our core values, our beliefs on, on how to run a program, and, and hopefully it'll uh, it'll impact some others along the way. I love it, man. Follow that one up, Butch. I can't follow that. <laughs> do your best. Oh, my gosh. Butch Chaffin, Cookville High School, Cookville, Tennessee. Thanks for uh, taking the time sheets. We appreciate you. Absolutely. You <laughs> Just crushed it. Don't be mad, Tanner. Uh, Tanner Vesley, uh, Corona Del Sol High School in Tempe, Arizona. Yep. Uh, been there since um, 2005, 2006. And uh, again, appreciate everything you've done. 
uh, not only for the game, but for the organization, and uh, glad to be here. That's awesome. Doug, what about you? I'm Doug Creek. I am uh, originally from Martinsburg, West Virginia. I currently live in Mechanicsville, Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. I'm a private instructor. Um, I was blessed enough to play, be a two-time member of Team USA back in the day, and now I'm just coming back trying to impart some uh, some knowledge on these young men, and uh, Love I'm just it. blessed to be here. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to start with you because I want you to break down why you all are here. Right. So open up with the opportunity that's going on here in Cary. Well, uh, Team USA, there's a 12U national team, there's a 15U national team. So there's a gap there, yeah. you know, gap in that those two programs. So they started a 14U developmental team, uh, developmental program, mm-hmm. and this year is the first annual 13U developmental program. And they just want to keep guys in the pipeline, guys yep. in the loop. It's awesome because we're not picking a team to leave the island. Mm-hmm. We're just having morning workouts in a game and just trying to grow players and wow. teach them the USA way. And believe it or not, teach them how to field ground ball is easy compared to teach them how to take their hat off at a meal or scrub their shoes after a practice and come with clean shoes. Oh, uh, it's just a whole approach. And these guys come from 12U. And where the fence is 220. And we've been taking them out on the field in the mornings doing the workouts. And today we did fly ball communications. And I heard one kid said, it's like the ocean out here. Because for a lot of them, <laughs> sure. it's the first time on the big field. Yeah. And one kid was talking about Doug and uh, Scott Grover doing PFPs uh, with the pitchers. And the guy was like, I didn't realize it was that far to first base to run to cover first base. So USA Baseball is such a great operation, how they do things. Everything's first class. Our sure. director, Ashley Bratcher, she uh, pretty much frees us up to uh, go out there and coach in the morning and coach a game in the afternoon. And these kids are spectacular. They're wonderful. And, uh, you know, you have great instructors like this. This is just a few of them. Sure. Who um, they have a passion for teaching the game. And our whole purpose is these kids, they aren't going to make a national team this year, but we're trying to get them to be junior ambassadors for the game. Mm. Take the shoot cleaning policy home uh, the right way. How to stand for attention at the national anthem and wait, count to three when it's over before you break away. Love it. And just teaching respect for the game. We have so many kids are playing baseball. We're trying to grow the game, but grow it the right way. Give oh, me goosebumps right there. Um, you mentioned you're an alum as well? I am. And Tanner, you are as well? Uh, or just from the coaching staff, end? Yeah. Staff, gotcha. Yes, and obviously you've, you've done some stuff as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Define, I want you guys to define the USA way, but just talked about. What do you think that is? What's it mean uh, to you? Uh, the, the USA way is just uh, going the extra mile and doing the extra things off the field and how you go about it, um, whether it's sprinting on the field like you're eight years old wearing the jersey the very first time mm-hmm. or just – you know, we talked about the other day the accountability and commitment that what it means to wear that USA across your chest. And, you know, there's 40 parents in the stands while we're doing these drills. If a kid uh, strikes out and he has negative body language in front of 40 parents, just imagine what he's going to do when he's representing his country and it's live stream mm. in front of 12,000 people who are wanting him to strike out. So that's part of the process. You know, at this level, you're going to get really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, just we just got to find the right guys uh, to be able to go and represent our country in the right way. And uh, and Bush talked today about you know if, if you respect the game and, and you show pride in the details and the little things, the game's going to reward you if you do those things the mm-hmm. right way. So that's kind of what we preach, and the guys are, are buying in uh, for the most part. And um, 
I'm just glad to be a small part of the process to to help these kids play the USA way. Oh man, what about you guys? I would just I would just say it's it's the little things, it's the little the smallest details. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody that we're dealing with is the best player back home. You know, everybody's the three hitter, everybody's the shortstop center field. They're they're the man on their team. Right. And we're now getting into uh, well, now we've got nine of the mans in a lineup, and you know, we we. Are you going to be willing to say, "Hey, I'm the shortstop, but you know what? For for this, I'm willing to. I'm going to sacrifice what I do for the mm-hmm. of, of the group." You know, Coach Coach Chafin says it all the time. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, I think a lot of these players, you know, it, it's weekend to weekend tournaments, and and it's never really they've never had to really buy into. It's not about right this. It's it's about us, and it's about the group, and. And sometimes you're going overseas and there's 12,000 people and they're all rooting against you. Sure. You know, but you're, you're going, you're going overseas and, and they're watching everything that you do. They want to, they want to know what you do. And it's, it's how you go in, how you approach the hotel lobby, how you leave your room, how you show up at the field, how you prepare for the field. I mean, it's, it's wow. just all the little things and it's, it, uh, it introduces these kids to that. And, um, again, it's just, it's, it's been awesome. So cool. What about you, Doug? I don't know. It, it's hard to follow up with, with <laughs> right. these guys. They they really kind of covered it well. You're looking for you know a special kid, and it, and and it's more than just being a great ball player. That's that's the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be all that, and even more, and, and and being a good human being, and and that's what we're looking for. Uh, is just being you know you, when you put that uniform on, and I took pride in it. I I was so proud. To be, to be a member of that team and to go out there and, and wear a USA in front of my mom and dad and in front of my hometown. And uh, it, it was really, really awesome. And, and I took pride in that. And I knew my shoes were going to be right when I went out there. My hat was going to be straight. Yeah. My, my uniform was going to be clean. Um, and it's not just on the field stuff. It's how do you conduct yourself off the field mm-hmm. when you think we tell kids all the time how are you going to act when you think nobody's looking mm-hmm. and you have to be constantly aware that you are being looked at when you're that guy when you're that wow. special guy you got a hundred other kids a thousand other kids a million other kids that want to be in your shoes so they're going to be looking at you how are you you're the role model now right how do you represent how do you get there? Because I want to get there too. So I'm going to do mm. everything that you do. So when you do that, it, it's it's a it's not a burden. It's a responsibility. Sure. You know to go out there. If you're going to be that guy, you it is a privilege. Yeah. You're going to be, yeah. you, you got you got to show others the way as well. And I think the difference wow. is too. It's it's not just a two day thing. It's almost like a five day thing. And you get to see the genuine and authentic guy mm-hmm. day four and day five when it's 90 degrees. And, yeah. you know, cause everybody's going to do the right thing on the first day. Sure. But then after day four and day five, you, the separators really step out yeah, and there's six. guys that are still hustling or there's guys that hustle on day one that are kind of false hustling on day five. Mm. So there's some, there's enough time in there to, to, to figure out where those separators are. And it, this is total development. It's not an all-star thing. It's not. This mm-hmm. is just total development on how we can help these kids. And some of these kids have never 
you know, been made aware of their mistakes before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a situation come up the day. We called a guy out in left field and just kind of made him aware of, of a situation. And hopefully then if he's made aware of it, now he can't control that. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have it a four or five day thing and just a one or two day thing as well. Absolutely. And, and how, how are you going to hustle out saying, how are you going to hustle out during failure? It's real easy. To be that guy when you're three for well. three, yeah. you know <laughs> things are going really well. You pitch well, yeah. And it's easy to be that guy. It's easy to be that all-American kid. Yeah. How are you when you've made two errors? Can you get out there just as quick? Mm. You know, are, are you st- are you still pumping up for for your buddies, for your teammates? Are you still wishing that ball comes to you? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the guy you're looking for. Wow. You know, we talk about. I, I talk about it all the time. Uh, USA Baseball. Uh, it's the greatest travel team on the planet. There you go. You know, we can give you things that other people can't give you. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, experiences and lifetime memories uh, that these kids, if you're selected for the national team, you know, you walk around them all in a foreign country. And I talk about all the time in a kidding way. <laughs> our worst nightmare is selecting a kid that will cause Marines to have to come and save us. Right. You know, so <laughs> sure. character is a huge part of this. And these kids are made aware. They come from all over the United States to, to the 1380p. And they've, a lot of them never seen each other before. And they don't realize, wow, there are other people in the world, in the United States, that are as good or better than I am. Mm. So this program, I think it exposes some kids, but it also advances some kids. And, you know, we're sitting here this week with the best 13-year-olds. And everybody's mm. like, oh, 13, that's, not, that's an eighth grader. Well, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And the USA, this this brand is very near and dear to our hearts, you know. And we want to make sure these kids, they leave this island, uh, you know, there are no prisoners taken. Sure. And we want to just destroy some people in baseball. That's awesome. It's just a game. <laughs> right, you know? right. And Grand Canyon is just a hole. Right. But, uh, <laughs> sure. you know, we want to get after it and we want to make sure. But I think... The USA guy, I have a lot of guys who'll text me or direct message me on Twitter and I'll go, I'd love to be part of USA Baseball. I don't know what to tell them. Sure. Because I don't know. Yeah. But I know that everybody that does more than one year for USA Baseball as an instructor is a special guy. Yeah. And we got some special guys that are on camera this week. Sure. That are, I've watched it all week. You know, as the field coordinator, I get to walk around and see everybody. These are guys, these guys are Great teachers of baseball. Absolutely. No stone unturned. Yep. With, you know, the patience of a nun and the heart <laughs> of a teacher and mm. they get after it. I watched Doug and Scott Grove do PFPs today and I was, I had my mouth open. Then I watched Tanner and Roger Kieschnick do outfield play. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. And I like right. watch Wes with catchers and I'm like, I've never heard it that way before. Wow. So, it's great for us because we're learning stuff. Absolutely. But the yeah. passion oh, yeah. is almost like we're climbing over kids. Yeah. Climbing over each other to teach the kids new stuff. <sighs> so, and I become a player. Like if Butch is explaining something, I want to go be that player and say, uh, you Take know, it and then when Tanner's going over outfit, I go out there and listen because yeah. it's something that I want to bring to the table to my high school team. Sure. And what's been yeah. a great part of it is you have coaches from all over the country do it. They, they say it different ways or they do it different ways. Mm-hmm. But this whole week, there hasn't been a time where one of us is 
talking that the other the other coaches aren't listening to every word that they're saying just because we're trying to pick up on wow it's really cool (laughs) it sounds really cool cool thing that i've noticed here is with this group of instructors yeah and and coaches and 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 men that that i'm privileged to work with is there is not one ego here we're all in this Mm -hmm, together mm -hmm. and it's it's really kind of i mean we got guys, we, we, we tell, we tell this, you know, hey, something happens, one of our guys scores, you, you gotta go, get down from your position, go meet that guy at the edge of the dugout. You're slapping him five, you're handshaking, you're doing whatever, you, you, we're all in this together. Sure. And now, and, and just simple things like, you know, coming off from, hey, I threw BP today, and I come off, and I got every guy come over high five of me. I just, I throw, we do it every day. Sure. But in this setting, and, 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 how we're working together and we know that we're working for a common good. Mm-hmm. We know it's big, but you know, we're cheering for each other and there's not one ego. There's, there's not one guy that goes out there and thinks he's, you know, I'm this guy, I'm that right. guy. We're all in this for these guys, you know, for the players. So that, that's been very, very cool to see. Okay. So here's where I want to go. So you, Obviously, Doug, you're the best player in this room. We'll just bow down to you and know that you were the best player, okay? Okay, we'll concede that. Now, for you guys as coaches, go back to your first experience being here. How did that change you as a coach? When you came back to your program, learning all the little things you just talked about, were you scrubbing shoes before you got here? Or were you doing it now? Were you talking about little things before? Or are you doing it now? I'll tell you what. I In 2013, I was working 16, 17 UNTIS. I had no idea. I was lost as the kids were. Um, I was in a huddle of the Great Lakes uh, coaching staff, just passing out uniforms, and I was supposed to be in a meeting with the task force. Um, so I get to the meeting, and then I'm just, you know, just kind of just feeling my way in and. I met Butch at the at the at the meetings at nighttime. I didn't know who he was, but him and Lunch McKenzie were bouncing I, the all time baseball teams of you know. <laughs> I was assigned to him, and I was like, "Not the new guy." <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And then this meeting, he hides my shoe, so I'm I'm like the new guy again. So I'm always going to be the new guy. But um, yeah. So like um, just just the USA way changes you because like there's so many core values and beliefs that you do to your high school program, and like you're like man, these guys do some of those similar things. Sure. And it almost helps you like, oh, my goodness, i got to pick up my game. Mm. You know, when I'm when I'm around. Like areas you could dial yeah. up. And, and, then, could, and then I yeah. go back to my high school and I do this kind of the same things that I was taught. Mm. And I'm like, they make me better. Um, a, a better man, a, a better husband, a better coach, uh, you know, a better father. Wow. Just being around them and seeing everybody's like FaceTiming. They're like on the way, on the ride home, Butch is FaceTiming his family. So it's like, I got to FaceTime my family too, <laughs> you know, because I want to see my girls just so, you know, so sure. just, just being around this group. Um, um, and we've kind of formed a group inside of a group. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let them share it if they want to share about that. But uh, we keep up, we keep up with each other every single day on the way to work on Marco Polo app. Um, called the Necton Group, and it's just a pretty cool, um, and we help each other out. So many of us went through so many things throughout the high school baseball yeah. season this year, and we called on each other, and I use so much um, information from them uh, that they get to help my team, hmm. and to just be able to bounce that, okay, it didn't work, guys, give me something else, or hey, thank you, it worked, and so that was just um, some um, some invaluable information that I learned from these guys, you know, being good. with USA Baseball. I just... When I got asked the first time uh, to just even be a small part of it, even if it was just to keep score, it was mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, it's, we're talking like USA baseball. No doubt. Right? I mean, it's, it's 
it's the best of the best uh, for me. And, uh, you know, being in it, I just very, very lucky and blessed to, to be kind of in the situation that I've gotten to, to be in to, to put, to get to put that Jersey on. Like, sure. I could put that Jersey on a hundred days in a row. And I promise you a hundred days in a row, I'm getting goosebumps. Like every single time I put that Jersey on, I will get goosebumps. Just talking about it gives me goosebumps. Um, but, but again, I can, I can't tell you like how welcoming the other coaches have been. Sure. It's like, like, uh, Doug said, it's, there's no egos. It's like, Hey, you know, you're in the fraternity now you're here. Like you're one of us. And wow. It's just, it's been awesome. Um, Unbelievable. And but, yeah, but I, I think that every one of us could have an ego. Oh, easy. You look at look at mm-hmm. Butch's career. I mean, just you know, a lot of these guys. I don't know. I, I'm kind of the new guy. Butch, you know, he's <laughs> Twitter famous. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 what you guys have been able to do in your programs, and 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 the things that I've been able to do. I mean, sure. we all could walk in here and say, hey, you know, I'm yeah. here, and but nobody does. And, wow. and it's it's really refreshing. It's and I enjoy getting up and going out there. And I gotta tell you, we tell these kids every day they're journaling right now. Mm-hmm. We make them journal every day. Wow. Okay, so school's out, but we're still writing stuff down. And every day we we take several periods of time throughout the day to give them a few minutes to jot something down. Mm-hmm. And I find I'm I'm kind of wanting to journal as well. You know. I'm learning new things as well. Every day I got to spend some time. I was kind of down. I was just in a supportive role uh, yesterday in some defensive roles. And I got to watch Wes spend about 30 minutes with our catchers. I'm like, dang, this is pretty good. Sure. Dang, this is pretty good. I, I like this. You know, I'm like, right. I hope I remember this when I get back. <laughs> For know? sure. And, right. and, and just a little talk that he had. Uh, with the guys, you may have to show. Them. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. It. I got to write this down. <laughs> you know, but I was like, I got, I got to show my guys this. This is really, really cool. Wow. With uh, the 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 one, two, three, four, five, the yeah. fingers, mm-hmm. the fist, and the pump, and everything else. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I can promise yeah. you, my notebook is it's, yeah. it's and, halfway and, full. Yeah. Right. And I'm writing notes on players, but now that I'm in the back. Now I'm writing notes on coaching. It could <laughs> be, sure. you know, something as little as something that we saw in a drill. It could be a saying. You know, Wes had a saying in our game the other day. I was like, wow, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Really Wes has rhymes that he does during the game. I got oh, yeah. him on the phrases <laughs> that win PowerPoint that he sent me it from, is. from one of his clinics. So yeah, I you know. It's all about the brand, and yeah. the brand is bigger than anyone. Yeah, and that's what we're. I think trying that's to. what checks the egos at yes. the door. And we're trying yeah. to teach. Special players have to play for Team USA, mm-hmm. but there are special coaches that have to coach for Team USA. Sure. If you come in and all, you're going to get chewed up. Yeah. If you come in bigger than anybody, you're going to get chewed up. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of guys come through. USA baseball that are one and done because they thank you for your service. Yeah. But they're no longer needed. Right. And I'm telling you, 2010, I was lucky enough to be a replacement coach. They let a coach go and they asked me, they said, do you want to be the pitching coach for Team USA? And I was like, um, <laughs> yeah. And sheets, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm tingling right now. Uh, my whole body tingled. You know, like never before, and mm-hmm. I got in my room, and I had to lean on the wall, and I cried. 
Oh my gosh. It was a lifetime dream. Sure. And I'm not going to lie. The first time you get that USA jersey, you go back to your hotel room and you put it on and you look in the mirror and you cry. And I'm a coach. I'm a coach, been a coach for 31 years and I wear cover. I wear BP top. Mm -hmm. But when they pass out that USA jersey, every time, oh, that team, I jersey up. I don't (laughs) care if my love handles are hanging out to the ground. I'm telling you, brother. Yeah, I can only imagine. You know, Team USA, when they ride the bus to the game, they hang the jerseys up in the window, USA side out. And when you walk in that stadium, you puff your chest out and everybody's looking at you. You know, ain't everybody looking at Team France and Team Panama. (laughs) Sure. You know, but Team USA, you got to represent. And when you're eating a meal, people have their cameras on you. And... Every second of every day, you're on Team USA. It's not a part-time thing. Mm. Once it gets in your blood, these, you know, in 2017, I was with the 12U team. Those guys, as soon as they got done, they were talking about making the next team. Mm -hmm. They want the experience again. Sure. And, you know, you watch, you watch the classic team, the pro team. Yeah. You, you see Bregman and Adam Jones. They're playing like they're still in Little League. Because that jersey, it feels different. And I've worn a lot of different jerseys, and it feels different. And when you're wearing it, wow. you're aware. I wore, seven, I wore seven different Major League jerseys in a 15-year career. Yeah. Seven different jerseys. I have them all framed in my game room at home. But what's the one? But what's the one right in the middle? That's yeah. Right. I still have my original hat that I wore back in 1987. I have wow. my original hat that I wore back in 1989. I have all my swag <laughs> that I had from back then. That has never gone away. My grandchildren will have that that stuff. I have everything. Wow. And, you know. But that's so, like you get, you get rings. Yeah. You win, you get rings. Yeah. I have three daughters and a granddaughter. I only have three rings. <laughs> so I'm working hard. Sure. These guys are working hard. Sure. You mentioned, you mentioned before, like the administrative side that they keep us, mm-hmm. like knowing where to go, Ashley and Will and all the other guys that like they, they really make it run like oh smooth. I mean, yeah. they're unbelievable. They're yeah. behind the scenes folks doing everything, laundry to scheduling to guest speakers and, and just like it really wouldn't, they make it go. They yeah. really do. And yeah. Bush can probably share a little bit I, more I'm about I'm telling you what. And Ashley Bratcher, she's our director. She's the best. Yeah. And, you know, you go, she, she's female, mm-hmm. but dadgummit, she gets it. Mm-hmm. And she is here. She will, if she was in here, she'd be the most humble person mm-hmm. in this room. Yep. But if I said, Ashley, could I, is there any way we could get a cheeseburger? There'd be, 20 cheeseburgers in this room in 20 minutes. In another country, too. In another country. <laughs> yeah. You know, they close sure. that uh, they close that cafeteria <laughs> earlier, don't open it. Because yeah. this is what a lot of people don't understand. Um, when you go outside of the United States to play international baseball, the whole world is against you. Wow. And Tanner's been on five staffs. And when you go to a third world country, they don't want you to win. Hmm. And the, the cafeteria usually opens at 8, but when USA has the morning game, it doesn't open until 9 that day. But our directors will open a duffel bag and have Pop-Tarts and, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They sure. make an apple bar. Figure it out. And you know, she's, just, she's the absolute best she's of the best. She's amazing. Because mm-hmm. she takes care of everything, so all we 
all we have to do is concentrate on the boys and coaching and baseball. And you've had her on as like a guest for females in baseball. Yes. Ashley Bratcher, no offense. She's just a baseball person. For sure. No doubt. And she is, number one, she's a quality human being. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in the room last night. There are 12 guys in this room and Ashley. And Ashley's Ashley. Mm -hmm. Ashley's... You know, she's one our of sister. She's no doubt. one of us. She's no one doubt. Of us. And there's not anybody in that room legit that would not take a bullet for Ashley Bratcher. Because she makes life easy for us. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, she certainly gave me the okay to come here and do this. And that, that speaks to she's who amazing. she is. I want to get into the high school stuff okay. because I think there's a lot for all of you to offer. Certainly your experience across all the different teams that you've been on, the programs you've been a part of. But... I think for anyone paying attention, it's been in such a lot of conversations as we get into that travel ball segment of our season of what the high school coaches actually go through and certainly how you guys are managing this travel ball scene. How are you mm-hmm. managing parents? How are you, um, the, I feel, you know, 30 years in, the duties of the high school coach have shifted. And so I want to kind of spend some time on that a little bit, but let's start with this. In terms of your individual programs, wherever you sit, what are your core values? What do you really build your program upon? What are maybe, if I showed up and watched mm-hmm. your team practice, I'd say, hey, they believe in this, this, and this. What would um, it be? We talked about it the other day, uh, accountability. Um, you would see players holding players accountable. You would see coaches holding coaches, coaches holding players. Um, you would even see some parents. And, you know, the parents are a big part of the high school program. you mm-hmm. got, you got to get them mm-hmm. on board in August. And show them uh, that you know they don't care what you know until they know that you care about That's their right. kid. Yeah. Um, so you got to have a, a meeting in August, then you got to have a meeting in January preseason, uh, and then and then uh, at core values, energy level, um, mm-hmm. positive energy. You know, John Gordon talks about it all the time. You know. Positive energy and that's your energy level is contagious. Is yours worth catching or not? Sure. Uh, mental and physical toughness. I think in just about in any sport that you play, um, whoever's it could be a physical act, but it is a, it, it is affecting you mentally, uh, which is a part of the USA process. Being the four to five day in the heat the workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commitment to your program is huge. A core value would be commitment for sure, and then obviously on the USA side, a commitment to the brand, commitment mm-hmm. to that USA across the chest. And then discipline, the small things. I think baseball, and any, as far as any other sport, if you're not paying attention to the detail um, and, and, and taking care of the little things, uh, then the big things won't happen for you. And, and baseball is the greatest game in the world to teach a, a boy about life. Right. Um, the, the adversity that you go through um, in baseball, because baseball is a game of failure and teaching that kid how to overcome adversity. Because all of us here in seven days out of a week, there's going to be five of them that's not going to be good. <laughs> and we, as the men of the house, and mm-hmm. as the coach, or the head coach of the team, and the teacher in the classroom, we have to overcome those things at 6.30 in the morning, whether yeah. it's our daughters are sick or uh, our wife's gone or whatever. And we have to, you know, so it's teaching those kids how to overcome that adversity. And I think baseball is a great way to, to help these young men to, to help these young boys become men because if you can get a better man, you we're going to get a better baseball That's a baseball fact. player on the field. That's a fact. No doubt. I, core value. <clears throat> i tell you what, Sheets. I was that guy. I was the stereotypical high school coach. Okay. My whole identity revolved around if we won last night or lost last Sure. Night. No doubt. And, you know, my family, all been there. My family put up with me and God love them. Um, I think when I, I became a better coach when I quit worrying about losing games. And, you know, when I started allowing my players to know that I loved them. Mm-hmm. And I think my whole, uh, my core, core value is love. 
and it's sincere. It's not, mm-hmm. I love you when we win. Yeah. And I don't, when we, I love my guys. And you know, like you said, you make fun of me all the time because I'm on Twitter <laughs> and I always put about, man, I love my guys. Yeah. The hospital and my guys. Yeah. And I do. Mm-hmm. And I think my guys, they know that I love them and they know that I'm for them and they know that I'm on their team. I think there's a lot of pl- high school players where the coaches, they throw up this wall and they think they're on separate teams. Sure. It's hard enough to play against another team. <laughs> But to play against another team in your Inside own your coach, dugout. Yeah, <laughs> the enemies within, right. you know. Uh, but I love my guys, and mm-hmm. I love where I'm at, and I think they they want to please me, and I want to please them. I want to work hard. I want to give them a great facility. I'm mm-hmm. loading grass every day. Uh, I make sure they have good uniforms and good gear and a good place. And, and if we win, it's amazing when you treat your kids right how invested they become. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get blown up on fastballs. Yeah. They don't want to swing and miss. They want to produce for them, but they want to produce for everybody. And they want to produce for me. Sure. And we talked about it the other day in the meeting, you know, that high five for a sacrifice month, that high five for a home run, it feels exactly the same. And I want my guys to have the best possible experience they can have. And they, you know, I can't say it on camera, but they know what I am. Mm-hmm. And they understand that. Mm-hmm. And they know when I'm happy. And they know when I'm not happy. And the only time I'm not happy is where I feel like the effort level mm-hmm. drops. Yeah. When they were, they may have overlooked somebody. And somebody sneaks up on us. And I feel like a failure because they weren't prepared. And they feel like they failed me. So, you know, we'll have this love fest at the end of some games where I failed you, and they'll go, no, coach, we failed you. And I'm like, no, me. <laughs> no, please let me have it. You know, yeah. and, but awesome. I, I love my dudes. Yeah. Oh, and I think, I think that, and it, it's so hard to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's hard for a 14-year-old kid to tell another male, I love you. Sure, sure, sure. It's easy for me, and it's hard to teach. Yeah. Uh, but by the time they're a junior, they're openly. And when they're a senior, my seniors are like, love you, coach. And I'm all about That's touch awesome. energy. Yeah, yeah. If I touch you, that means I want to be with you and I care about you. Yeah. So I, I just – It's awesome. You know, I, I think – I think my players, I think our players in our program, I think the players in these guys' programs, mm-hmm. they know we have their back. Mm-hmm. We have their back, uh, and if if push comes to shove, we're we're right there, standing in front of them, you know, to protect them or do whatever we need to do to help. Sure. Them. Uh, at Corona, you know, we have three words that we use all the time: it's uncommon, selflessness, and serve. Mm. And that's what it's about. I mean, it's it's serve your school, serve your teammates, serve your community. Uh, you know. We're privileged. We get to we get to do what we do. You know, it's it's not a right. It's a privilege, and we're there to go to school. So you take care of it in the classroom. We have guidelines for the classroom, and we're there to go to school. Um, that comes first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner's at Corona del Sol, and Tanner could be a head coach anywhere, anywhere in the country. No doubt about it. And he <clears throat> works with a guy, Dave Webb. He's <clears throat> as good as any. Yeah, Dave Webb. Yeah, has. He gets it, and he's gotten it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole experience, Wes, I've known Wes for a couple years. Yeah. You know, 
I've known Tanner for a few more years. I've known Doug for four days. Sheets, I ain't kidding. Right. I jump in front of a bullet for all these guys. Sure. Because I know they do it for me. Sure. Now, you know, Wes probably jump in front of my arm or something. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he lets you wear the big spots. Yeah. 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 Push, yeah. All these guys have passion. Yeah, um, 100%. I just, you know, as coaches, we're best friends. Um, and I think the guys see that. And again, I, I think they know that we have their backs. You know, I'll hug my guys every day. Yeah. I'll see them in the hallway. Just give them a hug, you know, like, like Coach said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd do anything for them. Um, but those three words are, you know, again, it's, it's real easy to do what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that all the time. You know, whether it's extracurricular, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, be uncommon. You don't, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You know, maybe, maybe put yourself, you know, I don't want to say a step above, but, you know, hold your expectations higher. Sure. Uh, hold your standards higher. You're different. Both in the classroom, out of the classroom, on the field in family, mm. uh, you know, church, whatever it is that, that you do have higher, higher standards, high expectations for yourself and, and serve others. Good things happen to good people. We talk about it all the time. If you're a good person, lots of good things are going to happen to you. For sure. And, uh, and that, that, that's what we preach. That's what we push. We Go, to going back to being authentic and being genuine. I think it's good for our high school players to know that life is a struggle. That mm-hmm. West Brooks is not always perfect. Yeah. Because if they sit here and think, you know, Butch never does any wrong. And, and it's just tough to be that guy. You know, mm-hmm. there's only one that does never. So it's just tough. So I think it's good to show humility at practice. Like call everybody up and say, hey, guys, I, I, I probably handled that a little. I could have handled that a little bit better yeah. than I did. And I want to apologize to you, right fielder, for getting on your tail for missing a cutoff. Man. Right. Um, get kids today are smarter and they can Google just about anything so they can, they know if you're lying. You know, back when I was going to school, if my coach told me whatever, I was going to do it. Gospel. I didn't care if he cared about me or not. <laughs> sure. But yeah. nowadays kids are a little bit smarter. And, and again, going back to they don't care what you know until they know that you yeah. care. You got to take that approach. If there's any high school coach in the country that's just now starting to coach, you've got to win the player first and you got to coach mm-hmm. the man first and not Coach the wins, and I don't think you heard any one of us talk about wins and losses, nope. or about winning games in nope. in the core values. No, um, go ahead, Doug. You you have to build that relationship first. Mm-hmm. You have to that, that that mentorship starts with building trust, and when you can get a kid to trust you, you just walked into my spider web. That, that, by the that, way, that, then you then you can, yeah, then you can get him to challenge yourself. You can get him uncomfortable. Yeah. Because he's he's going he's going and the way we learn the way we get better is to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So go let, let's dig in on that because that's okay. exactly where I want to go. Okay. <clears throat> We're talking about you know being uncommon. We're talking about you know pushing the limits of of probably their comfort zone in a lot of respects. And I think we all know as coaches you can only get there if they trust you. Mm-hmm. You can't start coaching them until they trust you. You can try, but they're not going to interpret it the same way until you get to a place of trust. How do you get that? How do you get to a place of, of trust where that player completely understands your intent I just and the way you coach them? Communicating with them. Okay. Again, you know, you're you're spending the time. You know, hey man, you want to stay after practice and get a few extra ground balls, or hey, let's go down to the cage and work with. You know, we're we're here to help you. Mm. You know, I don't think there's any bigger pride that we have as coaches, especially a high school coach, when that kid signs that national <clears throat> intent. Sure. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's. We could win 
17 state championships, whatever it is. I mean, to see guys that get to have a chance to go and continue their careers and keep sure. playing and, and be good people. And, you know, you hear about it on the podcast all the time, getting yep. those wedding invitations. No doubt. And Birth seeing, announcements. seeing what they're doing in life. Like, mm-hmm. there's no bigger win than that. But mm-hmm. just they see you're putting in the time to for them. Uh, they're, they see that you're caring for them. I think, you know, they... They buy in. Mm-hmm. We got we got a lesson that we do a triangle around. We put trust in the middle. We got competence, clarity, and consistency. And you know, like we, we got to be clear as leaders in what's our expectation. Right. We got to constantly communicate. Going back to Ashley, like she's texting us, emailing us, what we're supposed to know. So you got to be clear in the expectations. You know, you got to you know, and I'll and talk to your guys. And then um, and then consistency. You can't. I can't sit here and do something off the field that I don't expect, you know, because there's right. like there's no consistency. And then coaching staff to coaching staff to coaches, he's got to do the same thing. And then I, to the same that's right. And then I, and knowing mm-hmm. what you do. And so if you get that trust first, then you can start going a little bit further and making them uncomfortable and getting some results that maybe you didn't get before. Um, and then and then in our program a lot. We talk about sailing the right ships. It's not always about the championship. It's about the relationships you build over time. Mm-hmm. It's about the friendships you make. It's about the sportsmanship you show on the field. And it's about the leadership that, that player to player, coach to player, um, coach to coach that, that you can, you know, and, and we, we say that we say sail the right ships because it gets them off of the, God, so awesome. <laughs> it get, gets them off of just winning the championship because everybody wants that. I think you're born to like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And, it's and I think we're put on this earth to be that influence of hey it's not it's the journey it's the climb it's not about a bigger picture. you know the trophy yeah. a bigger picture you know this is just a short this is a short blink in their life well, it's just a short yeah and you talk yeah. about kids you know and, and and young kids they sometimes they can't see the forest from the trees right we as coaches we see the bigger picture I'm seeing you now and you're yeah. struggling with this yeah. Okay, but when you get lunchtime, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at you three, four, five years down the road. You know, and what you're struggling with right now is what's going to make you great later. And that trust, and and it's okay. We're going to struggle. That's what make we we learn more and better through our struggles Mm -hmm. than from by the things that we do that are easy. And that, that come easy. We all have kids. That they just pick, hey, go do this. And they just pick it up. And it's like they've been doing it their whole life. Right. And you get other kids. It takes them a month just to kind of get the concept. Yeah. You know? And But if he keeps at it, by the, by the end of the process, where we only have these kids for so long. Right. As coaches. Right. They're going to be in our families forever. Mm-hmm. But we only have them on the field for so long. And then they got to get, hopefully they go off and somebody else will teach them some things. But at that point, we have to know that during my time, this is what, this is how we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of kids, it's hard because I think we as coaches, um, at least for my kids, I can speak personally. I can't speak for these guys, but I tend to have higher expectations for my kids and they have of themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that makes it where, you know, coach, I'm doing this. Yeah, I know. And you can do it even better. Do right. It better. You know? They right. Just, they don't, they don't yeah. know, they don't know where that wall, they, I they think they'll be satisfied. Yes. And their wall is, their wall is still another 50 yeah. yards down the field. That, absolutely. I think, 
Be content but not satisfied. Yes. Right? yes. She's, you know? gosh, I don't think kids change. I think adults change, and I think society changes. I'm glad you brought that up. And yes. I think in our country right now, and I'll say this on camera, and I'll yeah. say it on a microphone, we are dying for leaders. Mm-hmm. And our kids want to be led. And everybody's talking about building leadership and leadership lessons, and that's awesome. But before you become a leader, you got to be a follower. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to mow that infield every day. And I want my guys seeing me sweat. And I'm going to throw BP till I'm hanging. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit ground balls. So I can't do it anymore. And I got blisters. I'm going to do it some more. I want to see my, my guys. I want to see them see me work. Sure. And I challenge them. And these guys work as hard as I do. Because this is what it looks like. And I think our generation today, a kid will go in a weight room. And he'll throw some weights around. He thought he'd work. Well... <laughs> Yeah, you can work, but can you labor? Laboring's when you're seven years old and your dad got you out there with that old real mower and said, mow the yard and do it right. Sure. Are we doing that anymore? Right. You know, and I'm not bagging on today's parents because today's parents want the best for their kid. Mm-hmm. But if your kid is old enough to play in a baseball tournament, he's old enough to carry his own bag. Sure. Sure. He's old enough to clean his shoes. He's old enough to double knot his shoes and actually tie them so they'll stay on his feet right. so he can perform. You know, he doesn't need the latest gear. He needs to take care of the gear he's got. Right. And I'm not rant because I'm the old man in the group, <laughs> but we are dying for Shake leadership. Shake your fist at the sky. And these guys right here, they ain't afraid to lead. Yeah. And good coaches aren't afraid to lead. Yeah. And what you're seeing is you're seeing guys love baseball, graduate from college at 23, die to be a head coach, skip forward mm-hmm. over several internships, become a head coach, and after two years, you know, Jimmy's mommy and daddy are complaining because he's not playing shortstop. Sure. And they put the pressure on the coach, and some weak leadership in an administration backs down. the coach mm-hmm. and backs away because yeah. they, they don't want people not liking them. Well, you know what? As coaches, we got to make the hard call. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make the tough decision and the hard call, don't become a head coach. That's right. Because it's about leadership, yeah. but it's about strong leadership. And it ain't about wishy-washy. It's about doing right for the group, the whole team. Right. And if you are if you have love and your guys trust you, you can go to a kid and go, listen, he's better than you. Keep working. You're getting there. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people now, they dodge it. They just play that guy, never talk to that guy, yep. never communicate yep. to that guy. That guy doesn't know where he stands. His mom and dad don't know where he stands. I've had kids in my program. Uh, everybody here, every high school, you can be the greatest high school coach in the country. You can be the greatest college coach in the country nowadays. Mm-hmm. you got a parent problem. They may not be in your face, but you got it. Sure. But I really believe this. If I go to him... And I say, I work with him. He's a backup. Yeah. And I'm gonna, my team's going to be as good as our worst player. And I'm going to work with those guys because I still care about you. You know, you're here 150 in high school. I still care about you. I want you to get better. I'll work with you as much as you want to work. How much do you want to work? Sure. Well, it's about communication Absolutely. Um, and having that open door. But it's, you know, having that conversation. You're not there. Yet, mm-hmm. you're not there yet. I mean, that doesn't mean you're not going to get there. You're right. just not there yet, and we're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding until you get there. I mm-hmm. think that there's probably 
a hundred years worth of baseball knowledge sitting at this table. But the difference between us, I think, is that we've got a growth mindset and we'll go to the ABCA or we'll listen to each other and we'll go and implement that at practice. Right. Um, I, I, I can't thank this man enough um, of so many things that he does with his program that I try. Some of them work, some of them don't, and if they work, I'm still doing them. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew everything there was to know about baseball, and if I didn't know it, I was going to call my college coach when I first started coaching. Sure. In 2008, I went to Philadelphia and ABCA, and that changed my life forever. Wow. And then through the ABCA, I get to meet Butch, and then through USA Baseball, I get to meet other amazing coaches. And if I can tell one young coach, you got to go to clinics and get rid of the fixed mindset, Mm -hmm. have a growth mindset, try new things. Because if you're not with technology, if you're not trying these new things, you're going to get left behind. Right. Um, The technology. Yeah. I'm an old coach. You've got to use technology because that gives you street cred with your kids. Sure. You know, if you're using some kind of hitting system you stick on the end of the bat, and my kids know that you're using it and we're not using it, they feel like they're behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've got, listen, you can fight it all you want. It ain't going away. I'm old school attitude with a new school approach. (laughs) Amen, bro. And if numbers help me, I I use numbers. If I stick something on the end of the bat or the top of the bat or down in front of me or in the batting cage and it's got a cool name and I can afford it, I'm going to use it. Sure. Because I have to use it. So you can sit there and go, I'm against the shift. Well, if a guy dead pulls 100 out of 100. Move him over. (laughs) And you're against the shift. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you doing, Mr. Stubborn? (laughs) Get with the times. And we've got so many good young instructors in pro ball, so many good young college coaches, Mm -hmm. so many good high school coaches. But, you know, Tim Corbin is the first to acknowledge High school coaches are the backbone. Summer league, you pick 10 kids, you play 10 kids, and they walk away and you don't have to answer them. High school coaches have to draw the line in the sand and go, these are my starting nine. These are the backups. I'm going to try to get them in, but they've got to get better. Mm -hmm. Because the the myth in America is the coach is against his own team. I want my team to win games. (laughs) I want them all to be good. Yeah. in my place, if you get in, you've earned it. And everybody knows it. Sure. And I have kids walk away from my program every year. I have one or two kids walk away from the program. Well, they weren't willing to earn it. You know? Yeah. So you, you, you've got to be willing. I think if anything, we, and I, gosh, there are so many great high school programs and great coaches sure. that do it better than we do. But I know at my place, my guys work hard. And if you get in, you've earned it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lost art of America. Mm-hmm. If I'm not starting on this team, well, my so, dad goes yeah. and starts another team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think a lot of it, too, Bush, is by the time the kid gets to high school, that is the first time for many of these kids Absolutely. that they're not coached by their, their dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or that parents don't have some sort of input or control mm-hmm. over how things are. Well, you have a roster. You, you go to this. You yeah. go to this high school. This is where you're going to play high school. Right. 
Huh? If you don't like this high school, it's not like you're gonna let's not be able to pick up and move somewhere and go somewhere else. But but I think we are taxed with the burden of being the first person to be completely honest with some of these hmm. kids. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a great point. Yeah. They they've been they have been told their whole lives that they're great. And it's okay. And now you're the unbiased and, and, and now, decision maker. Yeah. We talk, I did, about, it. We talk about it all the time going into our season. We actually have meetings with our parents leading up to the year mm-hmm. that look at, obviously we want what's best for, for your boy. We want best what's for the program. We are trying to win games. We're not losing game. We're not trying to lose a game on purpose. Right. You know what? We're trying to win games. Uh, but we have that talk. They all have their own private pitching coaches. They all have their private hitting coaches. And... They come to us and it's like, well, this guy says this, this, and this. Well, are you paying that guy? Yeah, of course he's telling you that. You know, uh, we have to be honest with you. You're not giving me a dime. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, parents, as much as they want to buy in, they're looking out for number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not looking out for the whole group like mm-hmm. we have to do. Out and, for yeah. one. and I that's get their, it. That's their baby. I, sure. I get it. Uh, my daughters are 29, 26, and 18, and they all had activities. And I thought they should have been doing a little bit better, but I wanted them to find their way. My oldest daughter was a soccer player, and she didn't play. She came walking across the pitch and uh, <laughs> to get in the car. She had tears in her eyes. She said, I didn't get to play a lot. I'm like, well, go over there and ask your coach what you need to do to get in the game. Mm-hmm. Stop crying. She turned around, walked back, came back feeling better about it. She knew what she had to do. You know, ironically, that soccer coach, his son is my second baseman now. Um, I mean, it's it's really weird. But, yeah, to take the parent side, I get it. I'm responsible for 40 kids, 40-plus 40 kids. Sure. They're responsible for one. I get it. And in today's society, the you know, they're lawnmowing. They're out in front. And I get it. But... You know, you, you want to raise independent, tough kids who could survive in the world. Right. Um, and, you know, you hear from college coaches now. Parents are calling going, you know, my son's not pitching a lot. You know, I saw something that was amazing. I don't know if it's accurate, but there were like 16,000 athletes in the NCAA portal. Wow. 16,000? That's crazy. I, I mean, I don't know if that number's accurate. I haven't looked at the portal. Um, but I mean, they go to a place, they sign because it's all about the image and you can't tell me it's not for a lot of them. It's an ego boost. Mm-hmm. I get to put on Twitter, uh, blessed and to. proud to mm-hmm. commit to university of wherever. Buy the sweatshirt, get the hat. And then they yeah. go there and they don't realize, oh my gosh, this yeah, guy's got to, this guy's got to get down to 33 and there are 55 of us here. Mm-hmm. And I've been caught on my whole life and I'm not tough enough to show up early and stay late and get after it and be a learner. And, wow, I may have to transfer down a level. They never tweet that, do they? Right? Sure. I've been cut from the University of uh, and I will be attending so-and-so junior college in Podunk, right. Minnesota, because that's what my ability is telling me. Mm. You know, I know that all these guys here, they're here because their parents were tough. Yeah. And they were real with them. And what kind of parent? pumps a kid knowing they can't play there and allows it to happen because they don't want to disappoint their child. And sure. I get it. I get it. There are some great parents. There are some, there are some great people. 
who are just good parents. Mm-hmm. We need great people who are great parents. Right. And to, who are real. And like Doug said, we're the first time where we're not getting paid to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. We get our $85 dollar a day supplement because we're trying to win games and put the best product on the field. Right. And that's hard. And I know at my first parent meeting, the hardest thing you're ever going to have to do is learn to trust me because nobody else has ever coached your kid, but I'm looking out for it. Oh, wow. Your kid is going to, your kid is going to prepare. They're going to pass classes. They're going to be good people. I don't know if they're going to play. I can help them get better, but if they're not good people and they can't pass classes, that's a direct reflection of you. Mm. You know, that's, yeah. that's a parenting thing. Yeah. So let's, let's, that leadership starts at home. You know, do you, I'm a, this is a conversation I've had with multiple folks and it feels like over the last couple of weeks. And I firmly believe this. I think as a high school coach, you can get ahead of most issues just by communication on the front end alone. I think where parents get upset is when they feel like they're out of the communication loop. No doubt. And, you know, I think that's a huge chunk of getting ahead of all the issues of that you're worried about outside the fence and you're worried about those conversations down the line in lawn chairs and you're worried about people being upset about playing time. You can get ahead of it if you know the communication channels are right from day one and how they can navigate the course. It's a reflection. A lot of parents think it's a reflection their kid's betting average is their betting average. Right. Allow your kid to enjoy the experience for crying out loud. Right. Some kids aren't going to be great. Yeah. They're not going to be starters, but they can still be great teammates. Mm-hmm. They can still have a serving heart. You have to give them that perspective, they I think. Can still, uh, I've had great players that their teammates had no respect for them, and then they grow up, but guess what? They're VP of that bank, and I'm not putting money in that bank because that guy's the VP, and I didn't like him in high school because he had no respect for anyone. Wow. But I also have had guys that they were backups who get votes for MVP because they carried equipment. They were great teammates. They had serving hearts. Wow. The first one picking up the rake and the drag. (laughs) And you know what? Our guys might be 14 to 18 years old. They get it. But high school kids have never been smarter than they are right now. Sure. They know who good teammates are. Sure. I think the relationship that you build with the kids, too, when communication, we, we talk about it, is so mm-hmm. important. But I think when a kid gets to high school, it's our job as coaches, you know, when we talk about this mentorship and we're helping them to become young men, mm-hmm. is to give them opportunities and encourage them to advocate for themselves. Right. I coach high school kids. I don't coach parents. If a high school kid would like to know what his station is on his team, and and it's not like, I'm not gonna be a scary guy. I want you to come ask me questions. Mm -hmm. I want you to come to me. I may even lead the conversation. Hey, let's stay after practice today. Let's you and I have a chat. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder why you're not playing as much as you are? Would you like to know? Or I, par- parents? Oh, I just parents want their kids to play more than their kids want to play. Yeah. Right. Some right. kids are content being a helper, mm-hmm. but the parents think it's a direct reflection of their ego if they're not starting or all state. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a breakdown there, you know. And 
I just think it's it's another skill that you're teaching these kids. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. Be a young man. It's all about This is this is your career. This is your time. Right. Like own it. If you have a question or an issue, like again, if you're 18 years old, you need to be able to come up to your coach and say, "Look, at coach, can we talk about some things?" And have that have that dialogue, have right. that communication right. in a tactful, respectful way. You're going to have to do it in real life. You're going to go into the workplace and there's going to be some things that you don't understand or you don't like. You're going to have to have those tough conversations. That's right. My high school but, coach was tough. I'm not saying he was Adolf Hitler, but he was Caesar. Sure. <laughs> he said it. It was happening. Right. I was scared to death of him, but I also respected him. And I felt like I could talk to him. Right. Well, that's the tough conversation. And I remember one time, he asked me, you got something to say? And I said, yes, sir, I do. I think if you build that trust and relationship, they'll come to you. Mm. Absolutely. You know, like in my office, every day, a player will just walk in, sit down in the office. And I'm like, guys, I've been at school since 630. It's 7.30. I've been here for 13 hours. Can I please go home? And they're like, oh, sorry, Coach. They can't get enough of it. Right. But I really believe they can't get enough of it. It's built through that relationship, that mm-hmm. love, that trust. Mm-hmm. They know I'm all in for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they want to be all in. And I can see the ones that are enjoying the experience. And then I can see the ones, I, and I think that's part of our job as a coach, to sense frustration. You know? and. Yeah. I, Sheets, you've known me for a while. I've coached for a long time. Mm-hmm. And every high school coach goes through the same thing. Right. A third of the parents are going to like you. A third of them aren't. A third of them have to Isn't like Isn't it you. always in thirds? It's in thirds. Even your team, you can break them in a third. I'm telling you what. Uh, you know, uh, I'm living up there. In, parents are going to like Yeah, you. I'm living up there in Tennessee. <laughs> and sure. I, could go, I could go to the local lake and park those waters. Mm-hmm. And people would be negative about it. How he didn't really. Do. But even you know some, I mean? you know, you have nine parents to like you. Even sometimes it's not even nine parents because your kid's batting eighth and they think they should be batting second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing left field. He needs to be playing shortstop. My mm-hmm. advice to yeah, young so coaches when it comes thirds. when it comes sure. to parents, never get married to them. Just kind of date them <laughs> and hold them out here. Right. Don't let them get here. And you know, I know a lot of our parents. Uh, I may, I may be tough to get to know. I don't make a lot of eye contact. I'm cordial, but I don't go into a booster, booster club meeting and line up and go, all right, bro hugs, let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of my parents, I don't, I don't know who the mom or the dad is sometimes until mm-hmm. senior night. And I go, oh, that's his mom. I've seen her. She's helped in the concession stand. How about that? You know, because, yeah. you know, I got friends, and I'll be friendly, right? But I ain't come over to your house for a barbecue. If your kids <laughs> on my team, and I'm in a situation now. Sheets, I've been coaching long enough. Uh, I think I have six dads on my team who I coached. Mm-hmm. I coached them, and now I'm coaching their kids, <laughs> so they know exactly how I am, and they all go, "Oh, you've really mellowed." 
Sure. You've gotten soft. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, soft now. Why don't you run them? And I'm like, yeah, I've gotten better, I think. Yeah. I wow. figured out a better way. A cool activity um, I did at a parent meeting, yeah. which, which I recommend any any young coach starting out. Um, so, so we gave everybody an index card, and we told every parent to write down their son's individual goal for that year, individual goal for that year. So, mm-hmm. like, write down three. So they wrote, you know, like 20 doubles, bat leadoff, play short, you know, whatever. And then I said, write down three team goals for our team, mm-hmm. you know, on each level, seventh grade, eighth grade, JV varsity. I write down those goals. And I said, okay, if your son and our team do, we do not achieve those goals, what type of an experience would you want to have? And so they write down those three experiences like communication, feedback, I want to have my son good experience, play in a place to where it's a team concept. So, mm-hmm. I think, and I showed that to my coaches. So if there's a, something that a young coach can, you know, because a young coach is always wanting to win loss. Absolutely. Win, you know, win the yeah. championship or whatever. So, um, so the communication part and, you know, sure coaches communicate feedback, um, p- play in a setting uh, to where you feel like, uh, you know, you're a team, you know, the team concept stuff. And that's kind of what the common, you do that to players too. We do that to our players. Hey, right. write your goals down, write your team goals down. If we want to accomplish that, what type mm-hmm. of season you going to have? Do you want to have? And um, so the communication part and the feedback part, going back to the technology thing mm-hmm. with the remind and group me and text and email and the way social media is, you know, um, uh, us as coaches, we delegate out that to our assistant coaches. And like I got my JV coach doing remind everybody. Now, there's no reason why Johnny should not show up with the correct hat, the correct thing. Um, so, um, but there's only enough hours in a day to, to do all that, to do all those things. So. Um, at the end of the day, it's about the kid, and then obviously, like like seeing those, uh, seeing that um, discouragement uh, on the front end of it, mm-hmm. and inviting them into the office um, to talk, um, I think is a big part of the kid growing through those high school years. And I think 100% of the players that I played with, we've always either me and the player or me and the parent, we've always had a conversation. I don't care if they're a starter or a backup or whatever. There's always that one moment where that where they overcome the hump of, okay, there's Coach Brooks, there's Coach Chaffin. Okay, that's we, we, we're on the same page now. Right. So um, just open up those doors like we all do. But, again, we all have families too. And, and me as a head coach, being able to delegate out that communication to everyone, I think kind of helps our program out so much because you can spend 16 18 hours at the field and right and and then your family suffer from it and i guess that's one thing that i've realized as a coach to delegate out stuff and go home and be a dad and, and a father and a husband that takes me to something that's a because it's probably something that's unique mm-hmm. i think for most coaches hearing that that would be unique i've never heard mm-hmm. someone break it down on the index card part mm-hmm. of it so that's something unique to oxford what's something that you guys do you think is unique you may take it for granted but you know that at the end of the day it's something that inside your program, other programs maybe aren't doing that you could kind of drop a nugget on them? I, I don't yeah, know. We have some tough questions here. You know how you do that word of the year and all this? I think I got that from you, Sheets. Who did you get that from? <laughs> Joe Ferraro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do my word and I make all my kids we pick up a rock. We have some really, football has some really cool rocks on that side <laughs> of the camp that we Steal. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we take a Sharpie and they have to figure out their word. And I go, okay, write your word down. My word was appreciate. And I want my kids to be professional appreciators. I want mm. them not to be a chore. And, you know, we do stuff like that. But golly, I think if you build a better, build a better person, you build a better player. Yeah. And 
uh, I'm happy when I see a senior carrying equipment, and mm-hmm. taking leadership role, and fixing the mound. Just little things like that. I, we're trying to build people because, golly, they're not professional high school baseball players. Right. And we're just we're trying to do the right thing, you know. And, golly, it's so tough. I can't imagine. Because, um, you know, I we're also in a generation of car coaches where, you know, I, I'm, I'm going – Hey, we can be better. We can be tougher. We can be grittier. Let's get after it better. And then they go get in the car, and the car coach goes, you did a great job. Mama was over four. But you got four hits. I grounded out four times. But you hit it. So they're getting from both angles, yeah. and the pressure of a high school kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the pressure in today's society, the pressure to dress, to get my hair this way, to right. get a tattoo, to get an earring. You know, it's it's not even fair to them. So we're trying to teach these kids to live right side up in an upside down world. Wow. You know, and it comes all the way from the top. And I don't know, you know, I'm not going to go political and stuff like that. But gosh, you quit watching the news. I quit watching the news. As long as we're not like getting nuked, I'm like, right. I pretty I'm much pretty have a clue what's going on. But I control my little corner of the world. And as a high school coach, man, control your little corner. Don't be afraid of your own players. Draw the line. Sure. Show them you love them. Don't let them cross the line. <laughs> Something you just said, though, I think that is what's unique to Cookville. And we've talked about this is your seniors are the ones that really handle the majority responsibilities. Yeah. That's unique because, you remember, we're still in an era where people are still bringing the freshmen up and saying, hey, you're the one that sure, grabs the rake. Good. You're the one that puts yeah. screens away. I know in your program in particular, it's from the seniors down. They serve the younger players. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you same know, way, same way with our Same program. way Corona. Absolutely. Corona and at Oxford it, and at yeah. Doug's place. I mean, yeah. the value of work, the value of labor. And, again, it's a pride thing. And, you know, so many young coaches are like, oh, I've got this varsity. You know, I've got 25 players, but I'm all by myself. Well, how many seniors you got? You got 14 seniors. You got 14 coaches. assistant coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they ain't coaching – then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, your senior has to be willing to let a freshman play in front of him, but that senior who's has experience has to be able to teach that freshman everything they know. And if you get to a point, and it's tough, because mm-hmm. there are coaches that will watch this and go, oh, my team's all in. That was kind of an accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't but, the best effort, but... Listen, let me tell you something. Ain't no team. No place where 100 percent are all in. Right. There's right. an outliner on every team, and they fake it and they pose, mm. and you may never find out. But that kid, he's blowing you up. Can you handle that? You gotta be thick, and you know, I, I, I like I said, I got friends. I don't care what people think about me. I gotta do right by what I do. Sure. And I think that's the beauty. If you, I, you know, what's the saying? Do you play favorites? Yeah, the ones that work and get after it. Yeah, those end, are my favorites. Right? So, yeah. But, you know, I'm going to play, guys. If you work hard, I'm going to find a way for you to get in. Right. You guys know that. Right. I think it was uh, Kaepernick, maybe is his name, uh, the program up in the Boston area that spoke about three or four years ago. Uh, yes. Okay, so he, he, he was a guy. Kaepernick. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's a weird K name, yeah. but um, just the leadership that he got, you know. Le- it's not a weird K name to his family. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was life-changing to me, that moment of listening to him at the ABCA um, was life-changing because 
you know, he showed the video of, of, of the, the helicopter going down under the ocean mm-hmm. and it talked about the, the six new guys that came in and the guys that passed away and, and, and how like, you got to take care of those new guys coming in because leadership is mission accomplishment number one and number mm-hmm. two is did you take care of your teammates because all of us are going to have that freshman or sophomore on the mound or in the batter's box when the game's on the line at the end of the year. Right. So at that moment, those leaders, seniors, the older guys, did you take care of that guy well enough to, to help him out, help your senior season? Yeah. Did you take care of him enough day one? Did you make him carry the garbage out or not? So um, going back to Kaepernick, um, that example is, uh, you know, mission accomplishment, did you take care of your teammate, is is that perfect example of, you know, the seniors, you got to take care of the mm-hmm. young guys. And then going going further in that in that, uh, in that that ABC I taught that day, um, we talked about the great teammate. And great teammates come early, stay late, work their tails off in the off season. Uh, be the example, but they also hold everybody else to the same standard. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to confront. Don't be afraid to stand up uh, to another teammate when he's doing something. Wrong. Don't let him take himself down the drain. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, sure. like Butch is doing. If he's doing something wrong, I can't sit here and just kind of slide my chair over and say, "Go ahead and do those wrong." You know, I got to be able to stand up. That's yeah. the great teammate. Yeah. Stand up. Uh, stand up for a friend or confront something when, when a world full of guys are just sitting down, letting yeah. other guys fail. So. Um, the, going back to the to the Navy SEAL analogy that that he gave was just a perfect example of day one the seniors the seniors eat last right. you know leaders eat last right you know I think there's a book on that yeah. or something but you know just that's that's a good example of coach you know used to it's like hey y'all pick up the balls coach has got to do it first Butch is the first one mm-hmm. of the day doing mm-hmm. the he's every day he's eating lunch on the ground. He's the last one to eat, and he ate lunch on the ground and gave and made sure everybody had a seat. And that's just a perfect example yeah. of taking care of us guys that are just kind of new to the USA thing. We're down one chair. Um, yeah. So <laughs> right. I like to file a formal protest. Yeah. We need another. No buckets but, or um, nothing. Okay. But you know, you know, and, and I've heard Tanner talk about his program about getting his guys to you know sweeping the sheds like the All Blacks yeah. do on yeah. the. Uh, in yeah. that book, um, mm-hmm. you know, so. I just test. read every book and memorized I know. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Unique things just, for you guys. Unique. I just think, you know, every senior class has an opportunity to leave their legacy. Mm-hmm. And what is their legacy going to be? You know, yeah. what what's it going to look like 10, down, 10 years down the road? Did you leave it better than you got it? Did right. You treat, Amen. Did you treat your teammates uh, the way they should have been treated and, and respected your teammates and and, um, you know, I just, I think it's a big responsibility. I think a lot of times it's, at least in our program, it's, it's one that they take pride in and they take to heart. They, they truly yeah. buy into the, to the legacy part of it. Right. Like, uh, we want to leave this better than we found it. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Cause they want an identity. They want a motto. They want their own thing, you know, for that, right. that class. They want to be the team that the teams in the future, you're talking mm-hmm. about that team. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, we played in the state championship this year and it was, a, it, you know, it was like a 10 year anniversary of the, of the year that we won it in 2009. We were lucky enough to win it. And uh, we played the same team in the state championship that we played 10 years ago. But to see the outpour of people in the community, the former players, the parents of the former mm-hmm. players, like, 
and it wasn't just the 2009 team, but it was the entire span, and they were all in the all in the all in the stands rooting for us. Wow. Let, me, let me mind you, first pitch was like 10:53 p.m. because the game in front of us went like 16 innings. So, like, they stuck it out because it, it meant that much to them and it cared that much. And again, I just it's about building that community and that you know. I love my guys. Sure. And, and I think they know that. Um, you know, and, and they were there. They know, they knew they had to go to work the next day, but they wanted to be there for that moment and for mm-hmm. us. You know, that's and cool. It's fun getting compliments from other coaches that say, "I want that." Yeah, hmm. I want that in my yeah. program. Like I sat back and I just watched it, and I watched all those kids come up to you and hug you and introduce their kids to you, and you you met their spouses, and I just thought it was unbelievable. So, I mean, again, for us, I think that's a huge compliment, and just in building that that that. Uh, the word. Well, Community. it's a, yeah, and, yeah, and it's like Doug, that culture, know, sure. And he's being really humble. He played in the big leagues for right. a long time, like right? Seventy-five time. years, yeah. Okay, yeah. and I bet, hey, Doug, do you miss spring training? I miss the guys because mm-hmm. the older you get, the better your stats are. These guys don't realize that. Sure, sure. You, you, you didn't know I hit nine hundred nine, did you? <laughs> right. You <know>? Yeah, but. <laughs> um, but they they don't realize that, but it's like I said, you know, you, you remember the good guys you played with, That's right. not just your friends, yeah. but you also remember those guys that had massive amounts of talents that were not good guys that you're like, I don't want to be near that guy. That guy could have been spectacular. Mm-hmm. We have kids. We have kids here. They could be spectacular, but are they getting that leadership? Are they can go left. Are they gonna go right? Those guys that go right go on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on day one, we talk about, you know, if at age 13 you learn to train and prepare like a professional and smile and have fun and don't mind it, don't mind the heat, can sweat through your clothes and keep on going, <laughs> you got a shot at making a whole bunch of money. And these kids are 13 and in five years, Somebody could call their name and give them a check for $7 million. Right. It got quiet in the tent. That was awesome. They locked in and went, $7 million? Bad gum. I play this game? Yeah. You know. It's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. These are 36 of the best 13-year-olds in the country at the game of baseball. And when Butch said that, I don't think they realized that they were in a tent full of the 13, you know, best guy nothing again mm-hmm. you know and, and i'm not going to bash travel ball or something yeah. i'm not because it's growing the game mm-hmm. it's given a lot of people the opportunity to play the game sure and i'm not some kind of elitist that's going to go well you know it's watered down well let's water it down some more i'm mad because i know this if towns would build more baseball fields they wouldn't have to build bigger jails mm. and if it comes down to money and you live in a community where it's about money. We don't have the money to do that. Well, you go out and mow down something and throw a hunk of dirt in the middle. Yeah. Spend time. If you'll invest in the youth and youth baseball, it'll save y'all millions of Lots dollars of in the long run. Wow. Because you won't have to hire more police, more police cars, and build bigger jails. And as soon as some of these chuckleheads in charge would learn that, instead of it always being about money, mm-hmm. Like, um, invest. Invest in kids. You don't, you got crime? Invest in them. You live in inner city? There's adults in inner city. Right. 
you know, and it, I want it to be baseball, but it doesn't have to be, you know? It's better than soccer. I think it, it all, I think it all I love that. soccer. I yeah. love, my kids play soccer, and I'm not going to even bash soccer. <laughs> you know, one of the best teams He's in the world. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to his face. Uh, <laughs> one of the best teams in the world is Cuba. They're communists, you know, in baseball. One of the best teams in soccer is England. They ain't communists. <laughs> so I, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm not going to bash, but... You know, everybody talks about the problem, but nobody does anything about the problem. Right. And, you know, that's where ABCA, you, you know, we heard some kind of bizarre rumor, and I don't mean to let those get out, but this organization is getting so big, there aren't many places that can host it anymore. And I so think there's going to come, there's going to come a day where you go, okay, sorry. first 8,000 in, you can't can come. come to the convention. Mm-hmm. So all these guys that are walking up and signing up <laughs> might be sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I, I think I think but, our job, I mean, you know, sign up early. Yeah, that yeah, if a young coach is watching this or listening to this, and I, and they put on that cap of a head baseball coach, I think it's our duty to grow the game. Mm-hmm. And there's so many resources and organizations that the ABC ABCA does and USA Baseball does to help grow the game. Go out there and do the camp, do the free clinic, do the coaches clinic. Just continue to find ways to grow the game of baseball because, you know, we, you know, we're, we're, baseball is still like two or three on the, on the big three. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think it's our duty to grow the game of baseball. Um, still get that five year old interested and, you know, still do the coach, you know, you know, there's, there's no excuse to be a baseball coach and not try to find some way to help grow the game and make it bigger um, that, that you guys already do a good job of, but I think it's our duty. Got it, just, okay. Got I, just, grow the game. I just think that that's what's special about baseball. You know, we have, we have 12 coaches here or we go to the convention or we go to whatever it is. And coaches, like we sat in Dallas at 2 a.m. in a round, in a, in a closed bar. And we sat there for almost two hours and all we wanted to do was talk about what we do so that we could, you know, or, or gain something from someone else. Sure. So the great thing about baseball is that coaches are willing to share what they do. Yes. I don't know that other sports do that. It's I coach for like, football hey, forever. This is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep yeah. it. I'm holding mm-hmm. on to it. I don't want anyone else to do it, but we're willing to share. Like, we created a group that literally, these are coaches from Alabama, Mississippi, California, Arizona, uh, all over the country. We talk every Good day. Good coaches. And other coaches. (laughs) And others. Every day, we are literally talking to each other. And it could be, hey, first and third situations. Hey, Mm -hmm. I had this parent situation. Hey, uh, what do you all do for this? And it's just, it's been been changing. It's been like career changing as far as like what the organization We're able to vent, but at the same time, we're able to throw our problems on them and give their spins on it and then come back and and try to work it out. But there's so many, like... There's so many, like we're high school coaches. Doug, what do you call your facility? The barn? The barn. barn. He'll bring a dude in and make a dude better mm-hmm. in the barn. In a barn. We ain't got enough dudes with barn. Right. <laughs> you know? So. There's all kinds of people. There's, there's people that want to be called coach, and then there's people that coach, and somebody calls them coach, and they never realize, oh, yeah, I am the coach. I just... Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and we're not the only ones to do that. You know, we're throwing out the right. Mecton Nation or whatever. That's what we call ourselves, <laughs> the Mecton Nation. But we're not the only ones that do it. 
Yeah. And the organization and the convention and the barnstorming clinics and what they give us the opportunity to, to have that, or, you know, they give us the chance to have that opportunity to build that, those groups and sure. to have those talks and to build the game. Oh man. You know, as a coach 31 years ago, I started out, I should have been a head coach. Number one, I was by myself. I had no idea. I knew baseball. Yeah. But I didn't know how to coach. And I was scared to death. And shame on you for not inventing this a long time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> well, hey, Doug plays for USA when I was six years old. That just tells you where I was. I was six <laughs> when he was breaking in. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, you should have known. I think I think this is the golden age for coaches. Yeah. Baseball coaches. Yeah, we're in a special place. That's for sure. And yeah. it's only gonna get bigger and better. You talk yeah. about the players, the brotherhood that we try to uh, the, the brotherhood culture that mm-hmm. we try to instill in our teams. Well, I think the same can be said for the coaches. Yeah. You know, this the brotherhood just you know, just a few days, a couple times a year we get a group of guys together, sometimes some same guys working in, you know, and then sometimes we got a new guy, maybe a, a new guy or two coming in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you come in and, and in the course of those couple of days, you know, you're, you're in the brotherhood, you know. Yeah. And, and then, then the same accountability that we ask our players to hold each other to is the same thing I think we as coaches yeah. hold each other to. So yeah. I talk, well, talk so much. It's the greatest fraternity you know, in the world. I yeah. think I'm going to speak on behalf of Doug. I think we'd like to submit our applications for Necton Nation. <laughs> it's a tough group. Just let it's us know. Group. Let us know if we pass the test or not. But we'll take it to the committee. I'm always into digging what other people are thinking and doing. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about that is Bush is not afraid to pick up the phone and call me and say, Hey, Wes, I don't think you're doing that the right way. Hmm. Or, Wes, how do you do this? Don't make it sound like that. <laughs> I think it's more than the other. Well, it, 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 give me a deal on a long so I got to be nice to <laughs> Sure. No, he, like, he's not afraid to like confront me and, and let me know, hey, I, I don't really think you should. like that, that. We had a situation on my team this year, and yeah. he, he, he told me how to handle it. And mm. I don't think without that advice, I, I don't think that the, the player would be going to college to play baseball this year. Wow. Because I, I didn't have that wisdom that, that, that he shared with me of experiences that he's been through in his 31 years of coaching. Because I'm sure when we both, when he first started, I was like, I was like, Hey, if you're not going to do it my way, the highway and all that. But, but, but now what do we put on this earth for? You know, it's, it's to help change lives and, mm. and help to get, get those kids from, you know, from where they are to where they want to be, and then if we're they're not on our team, they could, you know, you know, they're, like, they're out there doing something else. Everybody thinks they're on an island, and everybody they don't realize it's the same exact. Your right. your whole identity when you start is wrapped up in wins and losses. Yeah, and as you go on, I've heard you say it a million times. How many people are coming to your funeral? Mm-hmm. You know, I I had a really good friend pass away last year who was a baseball coach, Joey Seaver. Uh, he's a professional instructor. He's guys, the nicest human being on the planet. Yeah. And I go to his wake and the visitation and it took us three and a half hours. Joey Seaver was a, he was a great human yeah. who was a baseball coach. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did it right. Yeah. He had a, yeah. and it, I mean, you could have a coaching convention in that Catholic church, mm-hmm. but 
you know. I'm sure in certain corners there were there were some <laughs> clinics going I was on. And I jockeyed yeah. for position, you know, so I could sure. talk to a few guys. I felt bad, but I told his wife, I told Dave this. <laughs> she was like, you got to understand. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like Doug saying it. I've known of Doug since he played at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I've known Doug for three days. He gets it, right. man. He gets right. it. There ain't no ego. And everybody comes in and you want to flex. And I've worked with these two. And, you know, the goal is day one to loosen everybody up and make them feel like they're part of Because they are part of I sure. need you, man. Yeah. I need you. You may yeah. have my back in a day tomorrow morning. I need you now. So he can big league us. And we've been in USA longer, but he's played on team. But we've been coaching longer. We can big league him. But that, that ain't right. Real coaches don't do that. Right. And there's a lot of slogans out there that their whole identity is wrapped up in being called coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My identity and these guys' identity, his identity is wrapped up what happens in the barn after he's been there all day, one on one with the dude. Right. His identity is wrapped up uh, hitting fly balls to outfielders, which nobody wants to do. And this guy's <laughs> got passion about proper footwork after doing it for four hours. This dude, this guy, Mr. Monster Energy Journey. That, if I cut him right now, that's the. He still hasn't sat back in his chair. No, he's on the front end. That guy has been breaking down catching with about seven catch, 13 year old catchers, mm-hmm. and, you know, the sun and just sweating it out. And I don't know. If you, if I could talk to you. When you have, if I could talk to young coaches, I'd say, if, when you have hard times, keep going. Hmm. Well, it's not keep about going. Yeah. It's because, not about winning and losing. Yeah. It's winning and learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Learning, man. And like coach, the coach Doug said, you, you learn more from failure and and what you when losses than you. And I don't want anybody to take us wrong away. When we cross that line, we're gonna compete our tails off. Oh, yeah, Doug, we are gonna compete our tails we off. If we play him, yes, and he doesn't compete. I'm mad at him for sure because cheats hey it's just a game it's just a game sure i want to win but at the end of the game and i think this is important too at the end of the game i want my guys to see me hug him yeah tell him i love him yeah mean it walk away get on my guy's butt you gotta compete better Mm -hmm. it blows their mind when they see you love another coach and then go down there and go we gotta compete it's just game boy sure but we won't be good at this game you know if we play ping pong I've told you this before if we play ping pong and I don't practice and you beat me eh, we can walk away yeah but if I play ping pong every day for 12 hours a day and you beat me I got a right to be upset it's like a kid in a cage Mm -hmm. you know if you go to the plate you go for four but you haven't worked on it and you get mad how dare you disrespect my game right it's, it's not that easy. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah. right. You, you're out front with the sword. We are the guardians of the game. So what makes mm-hmm. the grind in the offseason so great. You talk about that blood and sweat you put in the bucket. That blood and sweat you put in the bucket is really deep and high in that five-gallon bucket. You go out there with an expectation to win this game. Yeah. If you got blood and sweat in the bucket, that you, you just hope. You go out there with a hope. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, hope and expectations, two different things. And when we all cross the line, we're going to do it one more time tomorrow and – across the line we're, our expectation is to win sure. and, and 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 the thing about baseball is not not necessarily 
the score on the scoreboard, but it's winning pitch by pitch. Mm-hmm. We getting everything out of our players, 100% of what they got on every single pitch. Winner, winner, learn. Next, so what? Next pitch, we got another pitch to win. Yeah. And same thing in life. Winner, learn. Winner, lose the day. We, we got another day. We got another day. So I that's the great thing about I don't baseball. Get philosophical on you, but that is life in, in a that's microcosm. It. Is Pitch by pitch is day by day. And if you can get the kids to buy into that little translation of life and baseball, yeah. man, you can. The next one. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if everybody in every job took that approach? 100%. If every UPS, UPS guy made sure that package was delivered safely and on time mm-hmm. and didn't throw it on the porch but set it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I walk into a certain large chain of stores and when I walk up and the lady tells me what time she gets off one more time, <laughs> how you doing today? I get off in two hours. That's not what I asked you. Right. That's what you told me. I don't care. Sure. Give me some service. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, I want to go, let's go into some baseball stuff. I think it'd be really cool to hear what specific things you guys do that you think um, or worth sharing. So, Doug, kick us off. What's something unique from a baseball perspective where it's a teaching or it's a drill or it's an idea, something that you think is is maybe not just unique to you, but something that you would share to other coaches that can make them better? Golly, you know, I think my approach to, to coaching is to simplify things. Okay. How do you do that? I, I like it. I, well, it's kind of like, Putting together, you know, or taking taking a car apart and putting it back together. You know, I'm, we're working on a swing. We're working on a, a delivery, which, whichever we're doing. I want kids to have really good knowledge of each piece of their movement and how it affects what they're doing mm-hmm. and why they have to do it. Right. And that's and that's big for me. And and I learned this from from some pretty smart people in this game. Sure. I don't tell a kid to do something because I said so. I explain why. Mm-hmm. And, and why. you always have to explain the why. Always why. And when, when you can do that, okay, you know, if you, if you do it just because I said so, well, I'm not going to really do it. But if you You're can... not buy any. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, let's break it down, put it in pieces. Let's execute each piece. Then we kind of move it all back together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know we, we go through little little exercises that we can isolate this movement, that movement, and then we'll let, let's put two of them together. Let's put three of them together. How many movements we have? We try to keep it relatively short because again, mm-hmm. we want to simplify things. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that's that's what I do, and and, and just have kids understand, and that way when they understand, they have knowledge. Like working on a car, like fixing a car, and I like. My guys out on the field, or when they're working with me in the barn, I want them to throw a pitch, and I want them to miss. And I said, "Look, I I know what I did, Coach. I know what I did. You don't have to fix me." They become self-medicating. Yeah, their best coach. Yeah, and then they take some ownership in their own success. And that way, they're not always around. They're going to go out there and do it's a definition of insanity. Is doing the same thing over and over and over again, and expecting a different outcome. Right. You know, so they take that ownership. Man, I'm missing up here. I'm missing down here. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm hitting on top of the ball. I'm doing. You know, 
I remember from my workouts. I remember the days that were really tough. I remember the days I went in there and I really sucked. <laughs> I learned more that day mm -hmm. because by the time I got done, I, I would coach wouldn't let me leave until I got it down. At least I had a handle on it. And so you simplify it, you work on it, and then you know it, it's amazing what a kid can do when he thinks he can. She talked about him for three days. And he is absolute straight cash money. <laughs> one-on-one in a bullpen with a kid. Oh, yeah. I, I watched that. him for three days go into a bullpen with a pitcher. There are uh, three days. There are few in the game that are better one-on-one. Because -on -one. you can feel, you can hear him talking right there. Sure. You can feel his passion. Yeah. Where sure. you can imagine being unied up in a bullpen. Yeah. Talking about it and a kid. And it's like all of us. When my kids have success, I get excited. We've started every one of these workouts. And we did today, we did team defense. We're doing fly ball communications or run down. And every one of them started like a bad little league practice. <laughs> For sure. And 15 minutes later, ended like a national team. Practice. Yeah. Dougie's money in a bullpen one-on-one. <laughs> Tanner, and I don't mean to offend baseball nation, Tanner coaches out, Phil. And I've seen some of the most creative stuff I've ever seen in my life. Right. Outfield's the one where no coach at camp wants to go, yeah, you got outfielders today. <laughs> sure. And you got, you know, <laughs> he wants it. Right. Roger Keishnick wants it. That's awesome. And they do an amazing job. And like I said with him, you can feel the passion. Real yeah. coaches, they have passion. Not about winning. Not about drawing plays on a napkin. Right. Or bunt defense. <laughs> These guys, we, I get excited. It's awesome. When we get to go out and it's hot, we know we're going to sweat. I get excited. You know, this week, I get excited because I got to teach a little bit. Mm -hmm. We got into some hitting and I get, I blacked out and forgot where I was and who I was talking to and we got it done. <laughs> sure. And you know, the beauty of being the coordinator at 13 UADP is I control the clock. Right, right. So I was looking at my watch. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go over. <laughs> yeah, let it go a little bit. I don't care because we're going to get better. Right? <laughs> Aaron, what's letting me do a Corona you think special that you would I share? I don't I don't know. I think I steal from so many people. Sure. I don't know that, you know, just to kind of build off what Coach said is the why. You know, why do, instead of do it this way because I said, like, here's what we do and this is why. Mm -hmm. You know, we asked, I was talking to a kid today. You know, just with a T set up, why do you put the T there? Or why why do you do this this way? To be able to answer that question uh, is tough for kids. Or, you know, you go through a new concept and you say, hey, are there any questions? And everyone says, no. So what you're telling me is that means that I could send you to a guy down there and mm -hmm. you can teach it to him. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. I can't. Well, then you might have questions. You know, and again, this is your swing. We always talk about you should know your swing. We should you should know your your technique in coming through a ground ball. It's yours, right? So that when it's not right, you know what's not right. Coach said it right there. I think you know again, journaling or having a notebook with you all the time is a humongous tool that kids don't use. Mm -hmm. They got that little electronic box that's always on them, and they're always in front of it. There's a note. There's notes. Yeah, no doubt. But hey, today was a really good day. 
but this is why it was a good day. I, you know, I followed through my pitch. I, you know, I swung through, I, you know, I, I got through the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, today wasn't a good day. I just felt like I didn't get extended enough. You know, I just, I think it's an important resource that the kids, the kids don't think about. Hmm. Um, we, we had a little hitting talk the other day and I, I mentioned in the hitting talk, if you can't defend what you're doing, you're not allowed to do it. You know, and I got up, I'm so confident in how I teach hitting and I'm confident because I know it works. Now, Twitterverse and hitting coaches, they may not like what I, these guys may not, they may be holding it in. Oh, I don't really agree with that. I don't care because I know what I'm doing works. Sure. And if you have a better way and can add to it, I'll steal from you. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think, you know, I, I think he's an amazing one-on-one -on -one instructor. Mm -hmm. I think at Crown of the Sun in Tempe, ah, their guys are buying up. They get good athletes mm -hmm. buying in. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. I think in Oxford, he coaches them more than anybody else in their life is going to coach him up. He'll send me stuff like where his team's camping out two in the morning or something like that. And I'm like, dang, Wes, it's two in the morning. I ain't roasting marshmallows with my guys at 2 a.m. So at my place, and this God, this is counterintuitive to the world today, I think at our place we do a really good job of taking advanced concepts and making them really simple. Was back to dog, yeah, and it, and making it work and having verbal cues. We, I mean, I had a kid, and I'm not talking about me. I, I I'm really, I'm not. But I, I got to tell you this: we got a little dude here who's a good player, mm -hmm. and we mentioned one little thing I, I, in the hitter thing, and you know, yeah. these guys are we're around the cage, and we're just softly giving cues, and, and I know that goes during batting practice, just let them hit. Oh, that's a coaching opportunity. So I'm whispering to him. Hey, keep your front eye in the zone. Keep the barrel moving through the zone. Keep it in the zone. Go forward with the barrel. Well, this kid just started scorching stuff. All of a sudden, he could hit. Mm -hmm. But he sliced the bat across the zone. And one of my things is I think your eyes follow your hands. So their eyes pull out and they're slicing the zone. Well, he started staying and he's hitting scuds up the middle. And he said... Coach, I think it changed my life. <laughs> it did. Easy. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not even here feeling balls hit the barrel. And I, you know, I told him, I, I, I had to walk away. I had to that's worth the whole weekend. Oh. I mean, that's I worth the whole week said, because. This is a 13 year old who doesn't know me. Right. Going, Coach, you changed my life. And I'm getting tears now. <laughs> what if I did? Sure. What if I accidentally said something and he was paying attention because he was smart enough to pay attention? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of guys that are really good players, but they can you be a really good player and be a learner and make adjustments? He was willing to make adjustments. He came here willing to get better, even though he's a great player. Right. And I said one or two words, and he said that to me. And I think five years from now, he might be one of those players that could get a $7 million check, and Butch just hopes that he gives him a couple tickets. To, <laughs> I told just him. To you guys, yeah, just to taste. Just to taste. Just to taste. Were you there when he said Yeah. Going back to awesome. baseball, I think that's right. one of the special things about this organization is, you know, the caliber of player that we're dealing with. You know, you always think, and, you know, I always kind of thought, well, you know, we're going to work with the Albert Almoras and the Alex Bregmans and, the, you know. and They don't know that yet. They're already good players. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, are they going to listen to me, who's just a, a high school coach in Tempe, Arizona? You know, not even a head coach, but an assistant coach in Tempe, Arizona, and and they can't get enough. They're sponges. It's just that's it's different. It's completely. It is. It's exactly opposite. And that's why they, they want the coaching. You know, it's yeah. exactly you just opposite. Went through a three-hour practice, and Francisco Lindor or Bryce Harper says, "Coach, can we go down to the cage?" Yeah. Or coach, talk a little about bit more. This. It's it blows it's, your mind. It's intimidating. It's almost a kid that acts so bad in the classroom that he can't wait to get in the classroom that has some structure and some discipline. Mm-hmm. And he kind of messes up on purpose just so that you can correct him. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of like that. They're just, like, wow. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. We had Lindor. Want more. We had Francisco in twenty ten, and he couldn't get enough ground balls. He That's couldn't awesome. get enough of it. And, you know, Bryce and Manny and those guys, they couldn't do it enough. Nick mm-hmm. Castellanos, Nicky Delmonico, they couldn't do it enough. And when they weren't playing, they were on the rail. All the pitchers had a ball, A.J. Venegas, Philip Pfeiffer, and those guys, they had a ball talking about grips, picking tells from the other team. You know, the funny thing, I tell the story, um, 2010, A.J. Venegas, I used to challenge those pitchers. I'd say, hey, see if you can pick the pitch sign so our hitters will know it coming. We're playing Cuba in the second pitch of the game. A.J. Venegas leans back and goes, got him. <laughs> there was a guy with an unlit cigar in the dugout with signaling the pitches. Venegas went to Stanford and was the seventh rounder of the Indians. Oh, my gosh. But it's a different thinking kid. Yeah. The concept is it's a different playing kid. Hmm. You know, and you hear the word grind. Well, like our 13-year-olds, the good players, they don't have to grind. You know, if I'm putting down cement, like Bryce's dad in Vegas, yeah. in a 120-degree sun. That's grinding. This is fun. This is... This isn't work. Real players don't grind. Right. They love what they're doing. You know? There's and it's reason, not a chore. It's a easy to get up. they are who they are. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get up. Doug's like that. Doug was a player. Mm-hmm. It, it was... He loved doing it. So it wasn't hard. Right. I love being a public school teacher. It's not hard for me. But I see some of the people I teach with, it's extremely difficult for them. Right. They got a degree and then realized they didn't like children. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine coaches that they don't like their players and they're out there. Yeah. But they're trapped. We get spoiled here too. You know, with, 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 with this group of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, how many other coaches, you know, we're, we're talking have the opportunity to, you know, be around a collection of players that have kind of been hand-picked and hand-selected. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, they get it, you know, a lot of them. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of them. And that attitude and that work ethic becomes contagious because you can't – you're out here with the best. You, you can't get you can't get outworked. You want to prove you belong. You know, you can't get outplayed. you got you know, you got to hold your own here. And so the the one guy can change the attitude of the whole camp, right? In a good way, right? You know, and um, the, the USA kids different. Yeah, it is. Twenty seventeen, I was with the twelve U's in Taiwan, and we had some kids that they would go back to the room and they'd play video games. And there's nothing wrong with video games. They were on their bed resting, playing video games. But they showed up at the field. Those twelve year olds, you know, I coach for. Four years D one, every kid on that team was more mature than all the players I coached in college. Their approach mm-hmm. 
they knew they were Team USA. So how they showed up dressed for meals, they didn't wear socks and slides. They wore the official shoe <laughs> of Team USA. Sure. Shirt tucked in. Shirt tucked in. No hats at a meal. Yeah. They did things, wipe their shoes down, scrub them up, take care of your gear. It's the little things. You know, Ralphie Velasquez, I go in and he's tying the strings on his glove. Like I said, Ralphie, is your glove broken? No, coach, this is what I do after the game. I check the gear. He's 12. Wow. Yeah, college guys that don't even know where their jersey is at. Left on the bus. Yeah. Uh, let's, in being conscious of time here, let's wrap this up with uh, maybe best advice you've been given and obviously other advice for coaches. So in terms of that inner uh, quote that maybe stirs your pot, kind of keeps you moving down the right path, what's that best advice? Then what other advice do you have? Wes, kick us off on that. I think uh, Tanner mentioned earlier the book Legacy, uh, Sweeping the Sheds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, leaving a legacy and sweeping the sheds, I think that's probably one of the best advice that I've been given just because, um, at the end of the day, you still got to take care of the things that, that got you there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start off a season and you're tying your shoes and cleaning your shoes and putting things in place and paying attention to detail, and all of a sudden you win a championship. And then the next day you don't clean the bathroom and the next day you, you your shoes untied. And then, and then you talk about the legacy of a, you know, of a, of a team, of a program and how you maintain being on top, uh, at the end of the year, giving yourself an opportunity to win championships or go to the college world series is you never forget about the things that got you to where you were and sweeping mm-hmm. the sheds and leaving the legacy is, is, is a big part of, of advice that I've given and advice that I can take over is, you know, that little dash I heard. Uh, an old coach of mine talk about a lifetime, you know, born in 1910 and dash and then died in 1990. So that dash means a lot and that's the legacy that you leave. Well, mm-hmm. these kids are with us for those four years and they're, you know, in Oxford High School from 2014 to 2018. Well, that little dash that they're with us, we've got an opportunity to, um, to affect their lives. And then they, the player has an opportunity to leave a legacy at that school. Um, that's going to last a lifetime. They might be gone, but the, but the way they did things and the way they took care of things um, is affecting the, that night. That freshman that saw that senior take care of something in the locker room is going to help eight years, you know, because the next generation yeah. is going to see yeah. and then leave it in better shape than you got it. Leave it in better shape than, than it was when you got it. Um, that, that legacy and that reading that book, you know, just kind of, sure. Tanner mentioned it earlier. So I think that's something good. You ne- you never want to, you, down the road or when it's all over and it all ends for some of us someday, at sure. some point someone's going to say, you can't do this anymore. Uh, you never want to have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I would have done this. Like, Take advantage of your time. Again, it's a short window. It's such a short window. And when you look back after it's over, you realize how short it was and why not just give everything you have? Why not just give it your all? If it works out, great. If it didn't, you can say, you can look in the mirror, you can look in your kid's eyes, you can you can say, I gave it everything I had. Mm-hmm. You never have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's one thing you never want to have is the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Um, I, know that, I know this. I've never seen a kid the last day of school when they ring the bell of their junior year I've never seen a kid break down and cry in a hallway because it was over. 
<laughs> but in my play, that last game of their senior year, yeah, 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 it's hard on me. Yeah, I guarantee it for sure. And so that I mean, that tells me a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you're not crying. I'm like, wow, where'd I go wrong with him? Because I want this to be a special experience, you know, and it, it's like this, it's like this everywhere that's, you know, their coach cares. Mm -hmm. You see the former players come back and they'll come in the locker room, they come in the cage, they come to games, but they're on that side of the fence, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I think there's a suddenness that a lot of players don't realize, you know, and I had a kid graduate this year and he was like, I can't believe how fast that went. And his mom was you like, tell him. I can't believe how fast that went. Right. In my place, we've got this, uh, I think it's 79 years. Now that I think about it, I think it's a little later. We have this 79 inch rope, 79 inch rope. And we have about that much of it taped off with black cages. Wow. And it's about that far up the rope. And I go, that's your high school career. Right. You're going to live that much longer, but you're going to remember everything about. If I said, Doug, high school memories came back. If I said, you, high school, mm -hmm. you, high school, you, high school. Wes talks <coughs> about his glory days in high school every day. <laughs> but I can remember pitch counts when I had a double in yeah. high school off somebody. I can remember exactly what the guy looked like, sure. sequences. what uniform he had on. You know, mm -hmm. if you said, all right, Butch, you're 22 through 25, I'd go, I had a mustache. <laughs> I had a hair. <laughs> right. But I don't know. Right. But I remember my teammate. I remember specific practices and things like that. That's what I think we want. We want to teach a game, but we're making memory. Yeah. It's There's only awesome. one team that wins a championship at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Only one happy team. Yeah. What about you? Best advice? I think that for me it is. Come on, throw some of them coaches out there that <laughs> yeah. you played for. You know, it's got to be some good stuff back in there. Yeah, from, you know, from, from a professional perspective, mm -hmm. there were some things. But, but think about high school high school kids when we're starting to make this, this first impact mm -hmm. on them. One of the best pieces of advice I got was from another older coach that, that uh, I had a lot of respect for, which is, Doug, assume they know nothing. Mm-hmm. So don't skip the simple things. Make it simple. You know, assume they know nothing. And you're going to beat your head on the wall sometimes, you know, for a concept of the kid or a team or something that, you know, you'll sit there and t tell yourself, why aren't they getting this? Why isn't he getting this? It's got to be his fault. He won't listen. He's uncoachable. He's this. He's, he's 14 years old. Okay? You cannot give up on a kid like that. And I take ownership over that. And if he, if I'm explaining it this way, or he's not doing it, he refuses to do it. I have not explained it correctly. Absolutely. Hmm. 
I take ownership in. But we can't go yelling awesome. at the kids because we tell them this right. and they don't do it. Well, you're not telling them the right way. You have not motivated them to understand the way Absolutely. that you want them to do it. Right. So it's the term is uncoachable. It's not unplayable. Right. 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 My title's in there. You know? Uncoachable means yeah, you're giving up and haven't found the best way. Absolutely. Keep going. Wow. You, you cannot give up on these kids. Yeah. You just you, and you have to take ownership. You know, all these kids they won't listen to me. They won't well, you you're not saying it it's right. It's a cop out. Mm-hmm. You're not saying it right. Or you haven't spent enough time with find them. a better way. Well, Come to ADCA, yeah. find a better way. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Find a friend, find so a mentor. Th- those those have been the best pieces of advice that that, that I've gotten. Yeah. That I you know, I set my tenets on it as far as coaching. Is, and sometimes it takes a little while. You know, we as coaches, we want it done today. We I wanted it done yesterday. You know, <laughs> I want to be where we want to be now. Yeah. And it's a process. You know, it is a process. It sounds simple, but I saw Coach Tadlock the other day at Texas Tech, and they did a quote, you know, I think KP said, uh, the game will reward you if you work at it. The hard work will be rewarded. Yeah. Yeah, it will take care of you. Well, yeah, that's everything. That's yeah. everything. That's, so why not take that approach as a like player and a coach? Yeah, you know, or a cashier or a ditch digger. If or if if you're a coach and you don't take practice and all these things we've talked about, if you don't take that serious, how do you expect your players? To take it and I said that in a podcast. I said something like that in a podcast with you mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. Where I said, you know, I, this is politically incorrect, but how can you be 350 pounds as a coach and demand discipline from your players when you can't push away from the table or mix in a salad? And if that offends, that's true. <laughs> run harder. Well, run harder. Sure. You know, and that's what we have a thing. At my school, my coaches, we try to stay in shape. We're not perfect bodies. Yeah. But we try to stay. I want my guys to know that I'm running. I want, you know, my Josh Bayless, who's ABCA, one of the ABCA national assistant coaches of the year. That dude in the last two and a half months has lost 45 pounds. Wow. Well, he wants to be better, and he wants our guys to see that. We get in the weight room, we lift with them, and they pass us on the track and do all that stuff. But that's that sweat equity. Yeah. I'm getting street cred. If yeah. I'm in there curling my tins, <laughs> you know, sure. they, I'm with them. I'm not just barking, uh, you know. So awesome. And I have this passion because I was a young coach by myself. And yeah. I know what it's like not to have anybody to talk to. Yeah. And I don't care if I ever win a state championship or not. But if you're a young coach and you ask me for help. I'm going to try to help you because I know exactly what that feels like. Well, I mean, again, I can't, I can't tell you how just the organization, the ABCA and that convention just for me was, it just, it opened my eyes, you know, and you, and you hear in the weekly podcasts, everyone says it, everyone that's been to it has said it. You find a way, you mm-hmm. sell your car, you sleep in your car, you Mm-hmm. You go get to shovel driveways. You do whatever you can to That's get right. there because get it, there. it changes careers, and the, there will never be another one that I'll miss. And the speakers are great, and they are. And, yeah. and, and, and we're notes, and we're all sitting together, but it's kind of something that that speaker said that at night in our little corner, we get together and we talk about, man, Butch Thompson just 
spitting out gold today. What do you mean by how do you hold yeah. runners or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And then we just kind of all talk about so our, our stuff. Mm-hmm. So, again, just whatever you have to do to get there, yeah. whether it's in D.C. or Nashville or Dallas or Vegas or you get there, like you find a way. I don't know. Hey, if you cap it at eight, Doug, here's the story from this year. My <laughs> national assistant coach of the year, he called the hotel to get rooms. So the rooms open up at midnight. So we called at 11.55, and the lady goes, well, it's not tomorrow yet. So my assistant coach is like, so how are you doing? Oh, how you doing? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> and, it, and held her on the phone till midnight, she goes, okay, they're open. <laughs> Cookville High School had the first two rooms in Dallas That's this year. It. And if you cap that, we don't get in. Yeah. I'll bring a tent. September 1st. And I will sneak in the back door. Make it happen. Sure. Doug, we need to get you there. Absolutely. Got to get you part of it. <sighs> Gentlemen, we're approaching two hours, and uh, I could probably sit here for four more. Um, thanks for jumping on with us. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you Real quick, much. where can people get a hold of you? Give them your handles and everything. All right, Twitter, Old Gold Sports. Uh, uh, email W. Uh, WB. He's from Alabama, so that was Old Gold, old gold Sports. Sports. Yeah. I gotta yeah. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Wbrooksoh at gmail.com. Um, I've learned more from anybody at all these clinics. Every single person that spoke, you send them an email, and on Monday you're going to have their documents and their PowerPoint uh, in your email. So, um, and, and I've spoke on um, podcasts before yeah. and and left my my handles and, and email addresses and stuff and. Um, just hey, just give me a shout, and I'll share whatever I've learned and stolen from from it. other coaches. I I I played a game a certain way, but ninety nine percent of the way I played is 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 different than the way that I coach now because of learning from different ways and sure. the generations and the society today and stuff. So awesome. reach out. Uh, at Garbage twenty nine G A W B A G E two nine. We're gonna get him that blue check mark. That's happening. We're gonna get want him the blue check. check mark. I know you, you do. Know anybody at Twitter? I don't. <laughs> I don't, know anybody, I don't know anybody what is pass. the mark you have to get to get the blue check? We mark? don't know. We don't know. So, but if I get it, I'll get it back. Yeah. I just want it. <laughs> just <laughs> for a day. Screenshot it. I don't know anybody more popular on Twitter than Butch. <laughs> sure. but I'll tell you what, he puts out the Twitter gold every day. No doubt. Uh. What is my handle? TBS uh, underscore 23. Okay. Twitter, again, reach out. I'm more than willing to share anything and everything. I just love reaching out and, and talking with people. And uh, T Vesley, V E S E L Y, at Tempe, like the city, Tempe, union.org. Reach out. Would love to speak with anybody and everybody. Love it. Don't have a handle. I, okay. Twitterless I'm, Doug. I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. there. He'll probably yeah. have one by the time. Yeah, he will. I, I, I spend, you know, with, with new technology, I spend more of my time learning about Rapsodo and Trackman than I do about Twitter. Just sure. send it to sure. the barn yeah. in Maryland. <laughs> exactly. How can I get in touch I'm, with you? Yeah, I'm at, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook at Doug Creek Baseball. Okay. Uh, my personal uh, Facebook page is just Doug Creek. And, uh, yeah, email Doug Creek one at gmail.com. There it is. Gentlemen, I'll try to let you get some sleep. Thanks for everything that you do. Thanks for jumping on with us. I know. Thank you. God bless and look forward to catching up with you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for dialing into our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast and connecting with these 
great teachers and coaches. If you're interested in more of these shows, check us out on iTunes, hit subscribe and dive right in or head over to abca.org slash podcast and scroll through all of our episodes. Another huge thanks to the great people over at AstroTurf for sponsoring this podcast. So if you're looking to do any field upgrades at your facility, head over to astroturf.com. That's astroturf.com and see why they have been ahead of the curve for over 50 years. Now here at the American Baseball Coaches Association, our mission is to serve coaches around the world. So let us know how we can help. Head over to our website, abca.org, if you're looking for more information. Also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ABCA1945. And make sure you subscribe to our new YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash ABCA1945 for the latest videos and projects that we have on deck for each of you. And finally, feel free to reach out to me directly if I can help you out on Twitter and Instagram at CoachSheets3 or by email sheets, S-H-E-E-T-S, at abca.org. We'd love to hear from our loyal members and continue to find ways to keep growing the game together. So as always, coaches, thanks for staying dialed into our Calls to the Clubhouse podcast. Until next week, we ask you keep growing, you keep developing, you keep challenging yourself inside this game. We wish you and your club the very best, and thank you for what you're doing for the game of baseball. Baseball.